Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What, what are you doing? Oh, uh, what's new, j Nothing. Welcome to the hideout. We're already at 104.1. I'll have fan j live on a Wednesday night. It's the funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Welcome into it. It's also the place where you are highly encouraged to be somebody. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, that is third Mike and Ryder, Matt Albert. Six foot five, 500 pounds, 21-year-old, black <laughs> virgin, graying hair and paltry bad... Uh, Patchy baldness. That's what he does. That is uh, Bateman, executive director of the Hideout, in charge of the talk and roll controls, responsible for the Hideout page on RealRadio.fm and the, the podcasting, which you can find on the website and on iTunes if you go to podcasts and uh, search the Hideouts. And for some reason tonight, Chunks decided not to show up. Yeah, Chunks figures. MIA. Oh, uh, uh, it's the night before the most important uh, week. Of the hideout and two live broadcasts, I'm not going to show up. I think I'm going to call in sick. He said those two prima donnas can get their own damn black books and walked out. I don't know what he meant by that. Why do you have to bring race into it? That is Gibbs, the unpaid producer. He screens your phone calls. And also, too, is uh, the host for the Hideout Headlines game show. You heard the headlines in the Phillips file. You're going to turn it into prizes in just about 15 minutes. The Hideout Headlines Game Show brought to us by the Wholesale Furniture Market. And again, those phone numbers, if you want to even begin uh, lining it up, uh, 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. You can also use the Instant Messenger. Highly interactive the show is. That's Real Radio Hideout. Real Radio Hideout. Here to man the Instant Messenger. He's a furry (laughs) stand-in. Well, we had to replace um, neck hair with back hair, so Deuce Childerone was a natural. You fight hair with hair. So uh, Deuce Chill is back on a Wednesday night as well. All right, J-Dubs, it is Wednesday night. That means in the uh, fourth hour of the hideout coming up tonight, we will do What's on the Web. Tommy Bateman and Matt Albert scour the uh, Internet for uh, funny, great things to uh, play for us here on the air. And they also put it on the hideout page on RuralRadio.fm under the leaks section. So What's on the Web coming up at uh, 10 also, uh, in the third hour of the hideout, uh, it's the hideout um, door prize blowout. Mm-hmm. Every night at 9 o'clock, we do a different game show for you. And tonight, I believe we are doing Name That Celebrity Vag. Yes. All right, so that is Tommy Bateman's brainchild. I believe it's the game that got him hired on the hideout back in the old Saturday night shows in D.C. That was funny. You, you asked me while I was calling in on the phone. What are you doing? And I go, I'm looking for a job. And then you turned to Fidel and said, 
I'll be looking for a producer sometime soon. <laughs> I, I actually remember that. I do actually remember that moment. And I remember the first time, or first couple times Tommy came in. I don't think he liked coming in that much because... No, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> we used to tease him uh, a lot about possibly being gay. And then we learned real fast the first time he jumped us. Uh, you. That, he jumped you. He's never jumped me. Yeah. He actually jumped on your back before and put you in a sleeper hold. <laughs> and then ever since then, I decided, you know, I'm not going to mess with this cat. Um. So anyway, golly. And we hired the guy. Yeah. That's the thing. We hired him. In the second hour of the hideout, those of you who are fans of the band Disturbed, someone from the band will be joining us right around 8.30. Uh, I believe it's going to be the guitarist, Dan. Uh, so... Uh, and this is going to be a good interview because uh, Gibbs had to give the handy a, ro- uh, a, ha- a roadie a handy to get to it. Yeah, it's great. Damn, I stepped all over that one. <laughs> no, you did that it perfectly. Was, that was just a terrible, terrible... Uh... It happens. Don't worry. Dyslexic talking. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, too. If you're a fan of Disturbed and you have any questions that you'd like, you know, kicked out. I mean, we've done some research and we know what we want to ask. But if you have anything you want to ask, you know, feel free to shoot me an email. I'll have a WTKS.com. Same... With coming up uh, at the bottom of this hour, we'll talk to uh, Bobby Hamilton, number 18, a NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series driver. So we're uh, trying to get into the NASCAR. We're doing a whole thing. And, of course, uh, Hey Hideout. we got some other things going on, J-Dub. So there's a lot to get to on this Wednesday night here on uh, Real Radio 104.1 with the Hideout. I did get this um, from Toasty Stuff, and he says, This podcasting thing is great. I have every single one of the episodes you have uh, on there in my iPod, and I'm spreading the word uh, about the hideout. So uh, thank you very much. Great show. Don't get fired. Well, thank you for most of it, but I wouldn't uh, guarantee that someday uh, Catherine will bring us into her office and say, hey, it's a nice run, guys. But uh, Boys, we had a good time here. Thanks. You, you guys came in, hit on all cylinders. We had a fun, fun time. Unfortunately, those times come to an end. And happy birthday, Hefe. Uh, about the podcast, yeah, everybody might want to you know, download those and listen to them if they, they could have a chance to win something later on in the week, maybe. Yeah, Gibbs had an idea for a uh, Friday game show. I'm going to wait until he puts mm-hmm. it together to really get excited about it. But he has a very good idea involving the podcasts and a way to uh, tie up the, the week here in the hideout here on Real Radio 104.1. So that I'm very, very much looking forward to. I'm surprised he found that idea and all that space up there. Now, J-Dubs, um, tomorrow I will be at this very moment, like 24 hours from now, uh, drunk as hell already at Patty McGee's Irish American Bar. Mm-hmm. It is my pre-birthday party. Uh, dollar domestic drafts, uh, dollar shooters at Patty McGee's 2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park. We're doing prizes every 20 minutes, and we're beginning the hideout ring girl search. If you want to be a ring girl for the hideout, as we uh, broadcast live in Melbourne on the 17th, 17th uh, stunts on the 17th at Metro Entertainment, if you, we need a ring girl for that. If you want to do it, we'll get you an iPod shuffle and hopefully a, a tab, too. And speaking of the Metro Entertainment, uh, 17th stunts on the 17th over in Melbourne, we got to do, uh, kind of see what the place looked like today. We didn't get to go out there, but Chunks went out there today with a video camera and kind of taped the whole place. It looks really cool. It looks like a perfect place to get all these stunts done, very open, and uh, there's going to be a big screen there, so you won't really miss any of the action. So, yeah, that's the fantastic part about it is there's like there's a little there's an open area, 
and there's a little stage, and then there's, because they show movies there at the Metro in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and then it's like, it reminds me exactly of when I went to go see the uh, the play, or the musical Cabaret, at Studio 54 in New York Mo. City. Do they perform this one? It's a fantastic musical. Nonetheless, though, I'm sure it is. what's great about it is that it has tables and chairs and couches for everyone to be able to like sit and literally watch the show. Uh, Tuttle doing the 17 stunts. Uh, on the 17th in Melbourne. And I believe, uh, Chunks told me it's 18 and up. Yeah, it is 18 and up night. So, you know, you can, you can come in if you're 18. You can only drink if you're 21, though. And, like you said, even if you're sitting in the back on the couches, mm-hmm. they're going to broadcast it on the movie screen so that you can see Tuttle doing his stunts. That is going to be badass. That is next Friday. This Friday, broadcasting live from Mirror Adult Factory Outlet. The um, It's 5009 South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden. Both live broadcasts, we're going to have the new Hideout T-shirts. I believe fourth edition of the T-shirts. Brand new look, though. Uh, the Hideout flag will be on the front of it. And on the back... Chunks. Uh, no, flag. Oh. F-L-A-G. Oh. And on the back, be somebody. And in addition to that, it's the supermarket sweep. Friday, this Friday's broadcast on uh, my birthday is going to be a ton of game shows and a lot of fun. Inmate or Playmate, Screamer Cream, um, po- uh, Porn Star or Politician, and all that is going to help get you qualified to do a supermarket sweep through the Premier Adult Factory Outlet worth $587.25. I just finished up the Inmate or Playmate that we're going to be uh, doing out at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet uh, this Friday. It's going to be a very special 40 plus. Edition. So all uh, people, inmate and playmate, are 40-plus. Nice. So it's going to be uh, – so it's two completely different shows. I know people who are already lining up to go to both, and I recommend that you do too. This Friday, game shows, porn. I think blink, I think we're going to have the uh, uh, pet of the month out there. Nice. Coming up this Friday at Premier Adult Factory Outlet. The next Friday in Melbourne, the 17th. 17 stunts with Tuttle at the Metro Entertainment. So for inmate or playmate, should I uh, you know, kind of abridge it to uh, do pet? If you want. I can do that. I think that would uh, kind of be a good tie-in for. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll definitely see. We'll take a break now. We'll come back. Time to light them up and give away some prizes. Jailhouse or penthouse? <laughs> we'll do that one for this one. All right. Jailhouse or penthouse? I'm digging that a lot, Dobbs. Look at you. You're a genius. 407-916-1041. 888 star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Here's what we have on tap for you in the Hideout Headlines Game Show. A pair of tickets to see the Orlando Predators and the Philadelphia Soul this Saturday. More ticket info, orlandopredators.com. I played basketball with Brett Bushy yesterday over at RDV, and he is hooking us up, Dubs, with tickets for this Saturday. Cool. We have so a pair of regular tickets for that. We also have a pair of tickets for the Monster Section. Uh, with the Orlando Preds and the Philadelphia Soul this Saturday, um, orlandopredators.com. So we have that for you. Also, two J-Dubs, we have a coupon for 20 free wings from Pizza Hut Wing Street. Choose from eight intense flavors, including flamethrower, honey barbecue, and the new garlic parmesan. Now on DVD, Waiting, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds and Anna Ferris. It's a hilarious comedy about frustrated waiters, uh, stingy tippers, and dicey food. Available on DVD in the original R-rated version or the two-disc unrated deluxe version. 
I happened to win that earlier this week here in the hideout. So that is what you can win if you call right now at the Hideout Headlines Game Show on Real Radio 104.1. So Hideout Real Radio 104.1 live on a Wednesday night. Stay tuned. Bobby Hamilton, NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series coming up. Also, too, uh, someone from Disturbed. I think it's a guitarist, Dan, but we'll see uh, who calls in. And also what's on the web on this Wednesday night. Um, and tomorrow, it'll be J-Dubs in the big chair as I will be out celebrating my uh, pre-birthday party mm-hmm. at Patty McGee's Irish American Bar. Full liquor, smokers welcome, dollar domestic drafts and shooters, 2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park behind the Mellow Mushroom. Uh, doing it up that way. Prices every 20 minutes from 7 to 9. Tomorrow we're rebuilding the treehouse. <laughs> oh, boy. It's time for the uh, Hideout Headlines Game Show brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. With their inaugural public auction this Saturday at noon, 20,000 square feet of showroom that has everything and over 2,000 things must go, J-Dubs. That means that the last bid on a $1,000 sofa is 100 bucks. Well, it's yours. So that's this Saturday at noon, the Wholesale Furniture Market's first auction, 436 in Castleberry next to the Sam's Club. More info, 407-332-1314. And also thank you to the Wholesale Furniture Market for giving us some stuff to give away, some very nice stuff to give away at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet broadcast on Friday night. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local, national, world, sports, and entertainment. If you guess right, you win big, big. Now here's your host, Skid. You calling me a I just realized mm-hmm. uh, this is basically my last night in studio this week. Yeah. Because tomorrow night I'm coming back from Patty McGee's drunk. Yeah, tomorrow you'll be somewhere else. You know, your mind won't even be here even when you are here. And then Friday night we're at Premiere. Oh, it's going to be sweet. All right, let's start it off the Hideout Headlines game show with Ronnie in Orlando. Ladies first in the Hideout. You ready, Ronnie? Yeah. All right. Uh, world, national, local sports, or entertainment, which category would you like? Let's go entertainment since we share the same birthday. Ah, you guys got the same birthday. Nice. I'm sorry, I didn't hear which category. Entertainment. Our entertainment news. All right, Ronnie, here we go, sweetie, and happy birthday. All right, entertainment Entertainment is uh, multiple choice. This hip-hop artist has been chosen to reinterpret the classic Mission Impossible theme song for the third installment in the Tom Cruise film franchise. A, Q-Tip, B, Method Man, C, Busta Rhymes, or D, Kanye West? I'm going to say... Good job, and that's the one I, I had no idea, but that's the one I would have gone with. Happy birthday, Ronnie. Thank you, sweetie. And I'll see you at the events, hopefully. That's no better way. Because after premiere, going over to Latitude to party with Russ. Yes, we are. Uh, my buddy Russ uh, from the Monsters in the Morning. All right, so this is the Mission Impossible thing, then. That's what they do where, was it last time it was... Limp Biscuit did it for two. Oh, they did both of them? No. They oh, did. they did it for the second one. Yeah, for the one in 2000. Then. Yeah. 96 the, was U2. U2? Yeah. Well, just the rhythm. I don't think there's vocals on that one. Mm-mm. There's not vocals on the uh, on the Limbisca one either. Oh, no. no, but remember, they did mix it into a song, though. Uh, rearrange? Rearrange. I think that's what yeah. it was, yeah. How do you know that? I worked in rock radio and had to play that stupid song and would leave the studio during it. I'm a nerd. Right. I just know weird stuff. All right. Uh, isolate that. Uh. Um, okay, uh, so it's uh, Kanye West. He's the big one right now. I'm a nerdy now. third yeah. Mike and writer. That's what I do. Mark and St. Cloud, you ready, Mark? Kill me. Yeah. All right, world, national, local, or sports? 
Uh, let's go with local. All right, here's local Gibbs. All right, local is true or false. Two Central Florida sisters have filed lawsuits against a popular sports bar after they claim they were told to wear baby on board T-shirts and were retaliated against when they became pregnant. True or false? Uh, true. Uh, Hold on. Who was it? Where was it? Uh, it was the Kerr's Wing House in Sanford. I love the Wing House. Mm-hmm. Kelly and Kimberly German. All right, that sounds kind of hot, too. A couple of wing house twins. And twins that were pregnant? They both got pregnant? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty hot, too. They showed a picture of one of them in a little bathing suit. I See, w- I told you, we should have pregnant uh, ring girls for the, the event on the 17th. And these are the ones. Take hot. shots at their belly button? Mm-hmm. Nice. We take shots at their belly button. <laughs> Is this uh With a baseball bat. Come on. <laughs> Why do you have to be... It's always... It was fine. You didn't have to go all the way, shock jock. G- give yourself. <laughs> no, give yourself the shock jock. I gave me the right. I'm a nerd. <laughs> uh, are there pictures on Local6.com? Yeah. All right, let me go look at those chicks real fast and see how hot they are. Let me see these slideshow images. I think there's one of them. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, they're hot. They are hot. Nice. One's, Most of those uh, wing house chicks are hot. One's a little bit heavier than the other. Oh, yeah. Happens. I thought they're supposed to be twins though. Same metabolism and everything. Same metabolism, but one of them likes the uh, breaded wings a little bit too much. Oh boy. Um. All right. Let's move on to the hideout headlines game show. So line three a winner. Line one a winner. Oh damn! Hold on. I'm keep looking at these. Kelly is hot. Look at those boobs. Oh, they're mother boobs. Whoa, look at this. <laughs> now they're in a calendar. Is it is it them in the calendar? I think I think the one is in the calendar. I don't Before know their pregnancies, the they were featured in a calendar. Yeah. How come we don't ever see chicks like this? All right. Too busy getting pregnant. We need to book them for the hideout. Um, if anybody knows Kelly or the other one, Kimberly. Tell, tell me of a fun game. Who can run down the stairs fastest? <laughs> Let's Hope go. they push. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to Jake the Mechanic Hideout Heretic. What's up, Jake? You ready? Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. World, national, or sports? Uh, let's go with sports. All right, here's sports for Jake the Mechanic. All right, sports is also true or false. And it says, Los Angeles Lakers coach Phil Jackson criticized the officiating after his team's 102-87 to defeat to the Dallas Mavericks yesterday yes! night. That's right! <laughs> Claiming that Avery Johnson influenced no! the referees. True or false? Uh, I'm going to have to go with false. You are correct, sir. It was actually, I... Yeah, he actually uh, said uh, Mark Cuban, the owner, influenced the referees. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because I guess he like makes the officials review, the, send the tapes to the league no, or whatever. No, people review the tapes, and then they send it to the league. Yeah. Read the story, Dick. Right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Matt. That is true, though. Whenever, As soon as Mark Cuban came into the league, he's like, how are we not holding the officials responsible for what they're doing in the NBA? I always thought that. I, I never understand why they don't uh, go after the officials more during like the Super Bowl, like the like football teams. Oh, by the way, I have clips of... Tommy, look on today's CD, and we'll play it at the end of this, of Holmgren and Roethlisberger talking about the Super Bowl. You, you, uh, you know how we have the extreme hate for the uh, Steelers, and we don't really know where it comes from? I was thinking about it, and it roots all the way back to the release of Madden, when uh, Steelers fans were pissed off that Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a higher rating in the game. 
That's not where it comes from for me, but... That's where it started this year for me, where I'm just like, I hate that Roethlisberger, and I hate that whole Steeler Nation. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan and Kissimmee are next up in the hideout. You ready, Ryan? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right, world or national? Uh, Let's go world. All right, here's world headlines. Hideout headlines game show on Road Radio 104.1. All right, world's going to be multiple choice. The first reported outbreak of the deadly H5N1 bird flu virus in this country has been detected on a large commercial chicken farm. Is it A, Kenya, B, Nigeria, C, South Africa, or D, Zimbabwe? Uh, Let's go with um, Kenya. No. Uh, I'm sorry. It was B, Nigeria. Nigeria is where it happened. Yep. Um... 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. 407-916-1041, So the bird flu is actually spreading amongst the birds. Yeah, they said it's still just the, it's not, it hasn't gotten any humans yet. This case hasn't gotten to any humans, but they had to kill like 46,000 farm animals, I guess. And let's wrap up the Hideout Headlines game show. Who's been uh, holding the next longest? Let's go to John in Orlando. You ready, John? Hell yeah. All right, you are left with national news, my friend. All right, national is going to be true or false. A man whose domestic troubles gained notoriety when his then-wife cut off his penis in 1993 has again been convicted of a domestic battery charge yesterday. True or false? True. No. I'm sorry, he was actually acquitted of the charge. Uh, and that was John Wayne Bobbitt? Uh, yeah, John Wayne Bobbitt. Didn't that happen in Northern Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, over in where Alexandria. I'm not sure. Exactly. I know. I know she worked over in Alexandria when we were living there. Did, who Lorena Bobby? Yeah. Didn't she I, work in like a nail salon or something? Uh, I think so. Actually, I know f- we have mutual friends. Really? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Todd from Rev Nine Rev Nine Music dot com. By the way. Um, he's like friends with her, like, and he knows her like new boyfriend and everything. And really, yeah. how come he never hooked us up with an interview? Remember, she wouldn't do anything. Uh, we we tried to get him to, and uh, she is just so afraid of any kind of exposure at oh, all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We, we asked the guy, we like, how can you like, you know, sleep next to her comfortable, comfortably without like flipping out? And he's like, I like to take risks every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you absolutely would be. All right, hey, play these two clips real fast, and we got to take a break because we're gonna talk to Bobby Hamilton. Um, uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Let's, uh, it try, this is, um, Holmgren, I guess, talking to the crowd in Seattle. We knew it was going to be tough going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I didn't know we were going to have to play the guys in the striped shirts as well. Wow. But seriously, I'll, I told the players yesterday after the football <laughs> Hold game. Hold on. Yeah. I, was very... I, I like it. Well, seriously. Uh, like he's doing the Tonight Show or something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Seriously, settle down, settle down. Now. Exactly. It's just the first joke of the night. We're not in time here, folks. Come on. I told the players yesterday after the football game that I was very proud of them. I wanted them to keep their heads up high because next year... We're going to do everything in our power to get the whole thing done. Thank you very much. So uh, I like how he called out the officials. Yeah, definitely. I think it's Usually about... people are afraid to do that. Absolutely. And then the NFL comes out and says, uh, it was officiated fine, the game won. <laughs> like, what world were you living in? That, that lends no credibility. They should have come out and said, you know what? The game could have been... All they would have had to say is, you know, the game could have been called better. Yeah. They don't have to say, uh, call anybody in particular. They don't have to uh, call any play in particular. They could have been very broad in general with it. Yeah, there could have been a few plays that were uh, 
were uh, done a little bit better. Yeah, or even it could have just it could have been officiated better. Um, and now this is Roethlisberger on Letterman, I think, from a couple of nights ago. Do you think it had come, gone in? Uh, tell the truth, no. Yeah. I mean, I the guy came low. Wait I a minute. Top and I, but I told Coach, I said, Coach, I don't think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but we were actually we're gonna, we were getting ready to go for it on fourth down anyway, and I would have ran it again, so yeah. we would have found a way to get in. It's a hideout. I know. We got we got it. We got our guests on the lines, and we got to take a break. We can come in on that later. I just wanted to play it for you. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Seven o'clock hour of the hideout. Real Radio 104.1 on a Wednesday. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Dubs, you and I are trying to broaden our horizons, mm-hmm. opening up to all kinds of new stuff as far as uh, the stuff that we haven't experienced before. Uh, this Saturday, we're going to see the Orlando Predators take on the Philadelphia Soul. Yes, we are. My first exposure to arena football. Yeah, I've never actually been to an arena football game. I am uh, absolutely looking forward to that. And the other thing we just I've decided that I want to try to get into more is the the NASCAR racing. Yesterday we had on a David Green from the Bush series. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got the big race coming up, um, not this weekend, but next weekend out of Daytona. And uh, I, I'm honored. I always would love to talk to a champion, Dubs. Joining us in the hideout right now from the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, it's Bobby Hamilton. How are you, uh, Mr. Hamilton? Hi, bud. Doing good. How about yourself? Outstanding. Now, here's the thing, uh, uh, Bobby. I uh, We are complete laymen. Okay, yes. to the to the sport. We're new. We're learning it. What you're doing? You're talking to a blank tam- uh, canvas right now. And so, okay. um, I you know, trying to turn it on to new fans and everything. Um, explain the truck series, if you would, please. Basically, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is a. It starts off as everybody says they're pickup trucks, but all they are is an Nextel Cup car with a truck body on it. Ah. Oh. Now, the roll, the roll cage is a little taller, but we run the same engines, same, I mean, everything's the same. The rules are tweaked a little bit, actually, because we were running faster times at some of the racetracks, and it wasn't very good PR for right. a Dodge Round pickup to be out running a Dodge Hemi Charger, you know. No, absolutely. So, okay, I, can, I definitely can understand that, right. So so you have, it's, it's, just, it's the three-tier series in NASCAR's next tail cup series. The Bush Series, which you had David Green drive, right, when he checked in with you, and then the NASCAR Crash and Truck Series. All right, very good. Bobby Hamilton joining us tonight. Now you switched cars, uh, if I read correctly. You were the number four car, and now you're the number eighteen car. Yeah. So what I do, truck. I, I, I own all four teams, and um, you know I formed a new number as the past champion because they have a point system that top thirty-five or have a guaranteed starting spot that starts all the races so i started a new number so my original number at the company was number 18 and it didn't fare too well last year so as a past champion and you know i'm training a bunch of rookies right now so the guy who sort of carries the flame there i got back in the 18 truck to try to get the 18 truck number back up in points oh okay why so the whole thing's fascinating the more i learn about it the more i'm uh, getting into it bobby hamilton joining us in the hideout here on Real Radio 104.1. Now, you drove in the Winston Cup Series. Uh, what are the, some of the subtle differences between the truck series and the uh, and the uh, and the car series? You know, the last cup race that I won was at Talladega 2001, and the way the rules are at Daytona for the trucks right now remind me at, at about 90% of the way the rules were in 2001. Mm-hmm. Now, in saying that, the Cup Series had changed the rules a little bit and got away from the 
high drag package and they're back to the smaller restrictor plates and stuff so it's not quite the same but when you get away from the restrictor plate racetracks people are saying that to train a driver he gets better training out of a truck than he does a bush car because the wheelbase difference and if you notice the way carl edwards jumped out of a truck and took off the cup and took off you've seen the same thing out of uh kurt bush greg biffle um, a lot of guys are actually using the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series vehicles to get quicker training for the next Tail Cup Series. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, it's a hideout. Road Radio 104.1 Bobby Hamilton. Now, speaking of the training, our uh, one of our co-hosts, Matt Albert, has a question for you. All right. Uh, Carl Edwards is a great example of someone that came out of Truck Series and just, just taking over NASCAR. But what do you do to train a rookie driver? Because... Is just there, me watching, I just see you driving and swerving, and what do you have to do to... Are there any technical things as far as training someone uh, a rookie? Because they're not rookies. They've been racing in other leagues and stuff, but as far as getting them on the uh, on the actual series. Make that jump. Right. And and basically what we do, and, you know, I'm going to back up a notch here. The truck series was actually formed by NASCAR mm-hmm. for new drivers coming in. So they can make the next step to Bush or Cup or whatever they might have a have a fortune, you know, get an opportunity to. Okay. What what's happened through the years? The truck series becomes so big, then you've got Cup drivers that have stepped down, like myself, Ted Musgrave, uh, Mike Skinner, and then we got Mark Martin's going to come. He's actually going to run Daytona in about seven races this year, then a full season of truck after that. So what NASCAR is realizing now? Hey, this makes the schooling better. So to answer your question, it's not hard for us. It's not like we're training these guys. We don't never tell them what they should do because they are competitors. We help them learn in a quicker fashion on what not to do, right, which, that... makes, which makes them fit in the next Dell Cup Series a lot easier. Right, I love the education of this, and especially the education from a champion in Bobby Hamilton. We really do appreciate it. Uh, it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Talk about that. Talk about being a champion. What does that do for you? How does it change things? And also, like as far as like the ownership and the team and how it affects it. Well, the biggest thing, the biggest thing for me was that uh, Daimler Chrysler. Speaking of Dodge, they had not won a championship since they've been back in NASCAR. So they come close a couple of times uh, with a couple of other teams, and then when I went back there, my focus for them more than me was to be the first guy to win a championship for Dodge since they got back in the sport. So that was a huge thing for me to be able to present them with that trophy mm-hmm. and go to Detroit and hand it off to Dieter's Etch and all. So that, that was a big deal for them and my people. Oh, very good. Well, I appreciate you taking your time. We're up on a break, and uh, good luck. Now, what day are you racing as far as the uh, the Craftsman Truck Series? When are you guys out at Daytona? And you're defending your title, right? Yeah, we won the race last year, started dead last, and uh, rode around and stayed out of trouble. And one, uh, we go in Wednesday and start practice and then, and then we qualify Friday morning and we race Friday night right after the IROC race. Okay. And so we're, we're jacked up and ready to go with the fast and all dodge. And another thing I'm promoting NASCAR a little bit now is you talking about the big race, you know, the next Sunday. Mm-hmm. They, they also have the Bud Shootout this Sunday, so people need to tune in for that too. All right, Bud Shootout this Sunday and then the yeah. uh, 500 next Sunday. Bobby Hamilton. Uh, number 18 truck now in the uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. I do appreciate you joining us in the hideout on old radio. Thank Thanks, you, for, and thank you for the education too. Appreciate All right. it. <laughs> Anytime, pal. All right, bye bye. See, that's what's cool, because literally, 
learning the sport. And it seems like there's a lot going on. Matt, you follow it pretty well, it looks like. And there's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of, but <laughs> you you are ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah, you always like, oh, I don't know how I know this. Like I don't know how. And you do know how because you watch it every weekend. I mean, it's on on Sundays, and I'm like, I want to get into this and try to start learning. I picked Tony Stewart out of a hat last year for being my favorite driver, and it just so happened he won the championship, so I already have one championship under my belt. And now Bobby Hamilton's my guy. And David uh, Green too. Didn't so, Matt? Didn't you start watching NASCAR when you and Sid were like hanging around each other? No, nah, I at watched Brokeback Sid Cada's house or whatever. <laughs> no, nah, he just really got me into Dale Earnhardt Jr. I was more of a Jeff Gordon and uh, Tony Stewart fan. Okay, and now you're nah, an Earnhardt guy. Yeah, Little Lee's great. Now he's got uh, his cousin is going to oh, be his crew up. chief next, next year. I hate your world. It's going to be great. I hate the world you live he's, in. New E's coming back. NASCAR and chicken winning. Bones. Championship <laughs> year, that's what I feel. It's the hideout. Eight's going to be big, son. Let's see if we can get your tickets. You want to go? Sure. Oh, yeah, send them to that crowd. Why not? <laughs> hey, look, this it's crowd... It's a diverse crowd. This crowd loves them. Why wouldn't that crowd? It's the hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. Kid Rock or Metallica? Metallica. Damn it. I want the Kid Rock version, American Badass. Sorry, I try not to play crap. Man, he's going platinum. Platinum blonde. Dumb. Selling rhymes. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. You almost baited me into doing rhymes back to you, <laughs> ass. You want platinum seven times? No, I was just saying he should be in jail for doing crimes against you. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, check out the website. It's a hideout page on realradio.fm and also the sister pages, um, heretickshideout.com and hideoutheretics.net, where, by the way, you can see and get directions. Me, tomorrow, Patty McGee's pre-birthday party, prizes every 20 minutes, dollar draft. Uh, domestic drafts, dollar shooters, and then Friday the live broadcast at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet with the supermarket sweep. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I think I actually do prefer American Badass to this song. Yeah, I prefer anything to Metallica. Yeah, I'm not a real <laughs> big Metallica fan. Either am I, but I still hate Kid Rock more. Um, Play the American Badass real quick. If they have it. I'm sure they do. What station doesn't have American Badass ready to go at any time? Any, any occasion. Any station worth its salt has it. Are you scared? Yes, I am. <laughs> I might as well listen to this. <laughs> I was calling the F word that you hate. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Don't, please. Um, Fantastic. Dubs, you and your chick are from Michigan. Yes. I just saw you uh, dialing frantically on the phone, Always. trying to get a hold of her. What happened? Well, uh, she usually calls me after work, which is about 6. And she didn't call me today, which is no big deal. Uh, I figured her phone was dead or something because it went right to voicemail. But then she's usually home 45 minutes later, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm able to get a hold of her on the home phone. That wasn't the case today. But one of the big things is I forgot to put a tape in to tape lost tonight, and uh, I didn't leave a note for her either. And if I don't remind her, she doesn't. she's not on the lost schedule, so she would forget. Now, did you uh, get worried, or did your imagination begin to... Uh 
be overacting because I saw you dialing a lot during the commercial breaks and before the show, mm-hmm. and you're like, I haven't heard from her yet, and uh, and I also haven't heard from her all day. Yeah, well, I usually hear from her on lunch too. Uh, so after yeah you know, a couple hours of not being able to get a hold when she should be home, uh, even if she's running late, you, you start wondering: uh, Did uh, she crash the car and die in a fiery wreck? Did she uh, get abducted? Did she? I mean, does anybody else ever go through? Because that, that, it's so true. Like mm-hmm. I've been there before. You know, uh, when I was with uh, my previous chick, I like living in D.C. and not hearing from her, mm-hmm. and then and like not being able to get a hold, and then like getting home. Oh, I just forgot to call you. And you're like, what do you mean you forgot to call me? In my mind. You had been raped near the metro and and killed. And honestly, that's fine. I just want to know about it. I don't details. I, I really don't care. I just want to know, and so I don't have to think about everything. I can just focus in on the rape that happened. You know, and I can be again calling other chicks who actually want to have sex with me, and I can act out that whole thing with uh, them. Have you ever like called them and they don't answer, and then they text message you back later, like, "Hey, what's going on? What do you want? Where have you been all day? Why can't you?" Or Why what? do you take the time to text? Why can't you just call to hey, I'm alive, I'm not dead, bleeding in a ditch? Or they uh, will uh, be later though. Text you back. What did you want? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you. That's why I called. I didn't text. I called. I wanted to make sure you made it home safely. Is that too much to ask? Are we pusses for things I, like this? Ah, uh, are we, Matt? Nah. Does it sound like we're pusses? Not really. But you know. Do you cry no. after they call? No, but you get pissed. Yeah, didn't no, you get, they get angry at If them. you yell, you almost get mad that something didn't happen to mm-hmm. them because they put you through those hours of agony wondering what the hell happened. You know, that, that happened to me when uh, my chick went back to Michigan. Uh, almost two days went by where I didn't hear from her. And I'm trying to call her and everything. Nothing. I called her uh, aunt's place, where which was right next door to the place she was staying. I called her sister's place, just trying to figure out if she even landed okay, because I didn't even get a call that she landed okay. Now, I told Dubs, she probably landed okay, because the family would have told you if she didn't land okay. But maybe they, because you even, this, this is what Dubs said, maybe they all died in a car accident yeah. on the way back uh, from the airport because it was snowing, or, you know, Maybe she's decided to break up with yeah, me and, and not even just disappear off the face of the planet. I've changed my mind. You're all pussies. Because <laughs> seriously, this worrying crap. It's not it's worrying. Sh- it's wondering. Eventually, you'll get a call from somebody, a coroner, a hospital, family members. But that's, that's fine. Just do it in an orderly fashion. 407-916-1041, How dare you, king of white hair and baldness, after knocking over a $450 guitar... You know, change, call us pussies for worrying about someone that's alive. Yeah, that is true. Oh, I don't know, I'll, I'll stunt my way out of it. There's no stunning your way out of them coming back to life, ass. And that's the biggest thing, because immediately you're, think, you're they're thinking death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why, whenever you see, like, the missing, the girl who's missing here in Orlando, you, uh, I mean, I could only imagine what it was like for the boyfriend who never, you know, got the phone call. Yeah. Or, you know, the family. But even like the boyfriend, I can put myself in that situation because then that ends up being your worst case scenario you could have never imagined. No, you, then you hear her uh, pictures all over the websites and everything. Oh. Yeah, then all of a sudden you're a public figure and you're thinking, oh man, what did I do? Mm-hmm. What's going to come out? When do you officially start to worry? Like a couple hours? Yeah, a couple hours. I a think... couple hours of uh, non-normal 
uh, like, you know, just completely. Like for Dubs, if you hadn't heard from your chick all day, all right, mm-hmm. maybe forgivable, she's busy at work. Yeah, that's fine. But then she usually gets home at, I don't know, let's say 5, okay? Okay, 5, if, 10. If you haven't heard from her, <laughs> Tommy sits outside. He I talked to Putin earlier. He doesn't get home until, uh, <laughs> he doesn't come to work until she gets home. But if it's 6.45 and it's a full hour and a half, two hours, and you've had no contact all day, especially when she's, like, calling and nagging you usually, then you begin to wonder. Dan, on a cell phone, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What's up, Dan? Uh, just tell Dubs. She's probably banging her. Why don't you just tell me? Uh, he says that she's probably banging somebody. And that's fine. Just tell me. You don't really want to know that. Why would I want to know? I definitely want to know. You'd rather not know? I'd rather know than not know. Why? You wouldn't want to know? I think I'd rather just uh, don't tell me. Because then I'd never be able to be with him again. It's over. I'd rather kind of go through stupidly. Because th- then once I know... And be the fool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then once I know... Nah, sorry. Beat it. That's fine, bro. Yeah. You think? Get some good yelling out of your system. Exactly. You'd get some of that hate and anger. Oh, that's good. Why aren't you allowed? Oh, well, you you weren't even allowed to participate in this conversation as a virgin, as a 21-year-old virgin. What can you possibly add to the conversation? I oh, worry a lot. I've seen movies. <laughs> I've seen movies and I know what it's like to worry. I've heard stories. I'm doing an impression of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Chris in Orlando. You're in the hideout. What's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? Hey, dude. Hey, yeah, um, what do you think it means, like, whenever, uh, you know, you're trying to get a hold of your girl, and uh, when you finally get a hold of her, and you're like, hey, what are you doing, or where are you, get, where are you at, and they're like, uh, don't worry about it. Oh, uh, that, that's not a good situation. Yeah, that's not a, that, not a good sign, right? That's no. bad news. <laughs> I hope that didn't happen to you, brother. Well, I mean, it, it happens every once in a while, but then she's like, oh, I was just shopping or something, you know, she didn't want me sure. to do it. Shopping for penis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look for a couple of nice big balls. Oh, <laughs> extra large. <laughs> man, oh, man. And you know what's funny? All these chicks out there giggling. Because as much as we are we have all this bravado and we're big and we're bad, they know all they have to do is not call for six hours, and then we turn into them. You we, better not not call. I swear to God. Somehow we retract and we become uh, women with our new vaginas. But with a strong backhand, because damn right. Trust me, if it goes too far, I'm not afraid to use it. Kevin and Deltona, you're in the hideout. What's up, Kev? Hey, you know, sometimes it doesn't take hours; it only takes minutes. I uh, was on my way home from work the other night, and my wife, I called called home. My wife said, "Hey, I'm checking the answering machine. I'll call you back in five minutes." Ah. Oh. No call. No call. Mm-hmm. I call her cell phone. So I think maybe she had to run out. No answer. Called back home. No answer. I mean, I was absolutely freaking out because I've got a five-year-old son. I'm like, what the heck happened? Yeah, and, and, and the other thing, too, is, again, when you hear she this... decided to get it aborted. <laughs> <laughs> again, the other thing, too, is whenever you hear about, you know, this chick who's missing, it kind of, for some reason, you know, that stuff rarely happens, but then it just gets your mind a race, and you're just thinking oh, no. about all the possibilities. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was like pedal to the metal, flying all. Oh. I come rushing in the door. I'm like, what the hell's going on? She's like... Oh, I was just vacuuming. I didn't hear the phone you ring. Me in five minutes. I didn't hear the I didn't hear the phone ring. Uh, I was watching uh, Desperate Housewives. Hey, thank you, Kevin. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I did that. Oh. I always hate that. Like, oh, oh, I gotta go. I'll call you back right in five minutes. 
Five minutes exactly. And then you're just like sitting there like an idiot waiting. You're just looking at that phone, watching the minutes pass by. All you're right, right we're women. How is it that all of a sudden we turn into women when this happens with our chicks? Well, I haven't talked to her all day. I don't I don't want to miss her call. I don't want to go out running yet. And then like an hour later, like, she's going out running. I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> and then she still hasn't called. And then I, she just text messaged you, hey. What? Hey! Call! <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's definitely a territorial thing, too. With us, no, I and how it's our care. our property, and uh, we want to know where it is at all times. No, here's the th- here's the thing. Honestly, it's about me being selfish, because them not calling is making me worry, and I don't need to worry. I, I got too many other things going on in my head. I don't need to be worried, and so you can't pick up the phone is causing me distress. How dare you? Absolutely, how dare you? I just think they're my property. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hideout Row Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs. It's Wednesday night. Remember, tomorrow night, Patty McGee's Irish American Bar, 2083 Aloma Avenue, Winter Park. It's my birthday week on a Friday. I turn 28. Tomorrow, we celebrate my last day being 27. But 27 shots. They're only a dollar at Patty McGee's. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, no one's ever died from that one. Uh, <laughs> prizes every 20 minutes. It's a very good time. Go How about to, every 27 minutes? Go to uh, hideoutheretics.net uh, for directions on a Google map. Uh, Taryn in Orlando, ladies first in the hideout. What's going on, Taryn? Oh, I was just listening to you guys talking about um, being upset if you're, you know, if you don't hear from your girl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that makes you worse at all. It- and I just wanted. To say it's nice to know that the protective instincts still kick in. Now, what about that? Like, if you haven't heard from your guy, do you also go to the worst-case scenario of... Because I wonder what it's like from a woman's point of view of, do they worry that he's dead, or do they worry if, he, if he's sleeping around? I worry if he's hurt. Do you worry if, if he's hurt first? Oh, absolutely. You should more worry about sleeping around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Thank you, the guy. thank you, Taryn. Appreciate it, sweetie. Can no, I say guy. one other thing, though? You betcha. You know that little comment about the backhand? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dubs. Not cool. Of course. And I tell okay. him all the time. I'm what? dusting it off, sweetheart. That's all I'm telling you. Domestic, keep that going. Domestic violence <laughs> not funny. Well, just call. When you have no problems. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-104. Yeah, because for guys, it's, oh, man, my chick, she's so fragile. She's you know, she's tiny. She could be hurt easily, this, that, and the other. You know, and so you think hurt first. Mm-hmm. But if it's a chick and it's your guy, you're not worried about him being hurt, I don't think, most times, or him being abducted or killed. You're thinking, that son of a bitch is out getting some strange. That's probably what you're thinking. I'd assume. Uh, Clayton in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Clayton? What's up, man? What you got? Yeah, I, this might be kind of wrong, but I really don't worry about my wife no more. Because <laughs> uh, back when she was about six months pregnant with my son, mm-hmm. I was at work. And uh, usually I call her on my lunch break and everything's fine. Well, that morning I I called her. She wasn't feeling that good when I left for work. So I called her on my lunch break, no answer. Call her again, no answer. Like 45 minutes, I call her, no answer. I rush home, bang on the door, no answer. Of course, I think something's wrong because the door's locked. I bust down my door, and as soon as I walk in the door, she's standing in the doorway. What? Yeah, see. So, no. I, no, that absolutely would drive me insane, dude. Now, how about this? Different angle on it. You ever do this with your parents? 
like, because none of us have kids yet. Well, Dubs has two children. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, I keep, they're easy to forget about because they're so lily ghost white, really very pale. <laughs> they're beautiful children. You, they stand against the wall. You can't see them. These are yellow walls. Except, I mean, I, they'd be Chinamen. Except for their yellow <laughs> teeth. You can see the yellow teeth. How dare they you. smoke. I want to yeah. bring this up later, actually, but I, I actually heard another rumor about Dub's children, that the uh, the oldest one isn't his. What? That's what I, I can read. hear you. I read it online. Must be true. But remember doing that when you were a kid? No. Of not checking in with your parents? Mm-hmm. And then the beating. I mean, just absolute beating you would get when you got home. Still, I mean, th- does your mom call and call and call until she gets a hold of you? Nah, because uh, I've I've been away from home for so long. I I can literally go a couple of months without talking without talking to my parents. But once they call and you don't call back for some reason, they'll call once a day for a while, and then they'll start calling twice a day for a while until you get back with them. It's so funny because when my parents call and I don't answer, they'll call and then like it's even more time. Because usually I'm supposed to talk to my mom every Sunday. We have mm-hmm. this thing worked out. And then if I don't talk to her one Sunday, she may call. But then if I don't talk to her again, she won't call for like another two or three weeks, just knowing that I'm busy. This just happened with my dad. He emailed me yesterday, and then I didn't email him back. And then today I checked my email. like, did you get my email? Remember, I'm your only dad. <laughs> it's actually, it's, I think it's after eight. Hopefully he's still not at work listening. When are we going to uh, visit your dad? So let's talk about Dub's kids. <laughs> Actually, and the other thing is my mom, she won't call me throughout the day. She'll call me at 7.05. Yeah, my mom will do that a lot, too. And like, oh, I didn't mean to disturb you. And I'm like, I'm on the air. What are you doing? How many times do I have to tell you this? Now, the great thing with Dubs' mom, she usually calls and she's drunk. So then I tell Dubs, dude, we got to get her on the air. She's so drunk. we got to get her on the phone. No. Come on, dude. It'll be great for the show. She's no. banging the furnace, man. It's going to be fabulous. we got to do it, dude. <laughs> she did that. Who is that? Is that our that isn't our guest, is it? He's he goes yeah, deaf. He just doesn't listen. I already yelled, Who okay, is that? several times and just later. nothing. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy gifts. Idiot. Now you are freshly removed from your house, Matt. Yeah. Parents call you all the time? No. I call my mom. <laughs> they Maybe. don't care. They're so happy to have him out of the house. She didn't she never called me when I would go out. When I would go out and be gone for a couple of days, right. like if I was down at Sitch, you wouldn't call me. See, I never had the problem of uh, having a call when I was in Michigan living, uh, even when after I moved out of the house and everything. But for some reason, when I moved out of state, I have I talked to my mom more than I ever did in Michigan. Now, Deuce Chill here, uh, your parents still live in town, right? I live about two minutes down the road from my mother. So do they uh, oh, worry? Oh, she lives over by the... Uh, the club. Yeah. club. <laughs> Not really. Oh, by Club Harem? She's a waitress. So, but are, do you have to check in constantly with your parents because they live in town or no? I mean, I don't have to check in, but I mean, she'll just show up every now and then. Okay, oh, really? All right, that's even worse. I couldn't even imagine having my mom just knocking on my door. Oh, wow, I'm never moving back to Texas. That's the really- thing. None of us have really lived outside of our our place where our mom could regularly just go over and uh, knock on the door at any time. There's no way I'd do it. You may as well just move in with them if that's going to happen. But don't you miss the food? No. Yes. The worst food ever. I do, but uh, it's okay. I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, not having them, you know, just pop into your room or decide that they want to clean your drawers and do you a favor and then going through all your stuff. See, my mom never came in my room. She never came into the TV room where I was. 
she all she did was cook and uh, leave me alone. See, I could do my laundry. If my, if my mom did come and uh, clean my room, she would put the pot right back where it was. That was a great thing about my mom. She would never... Uh, and just take a little pinch for herself. Hey, whatever. Couple seeds less. Yeah, whatever. just to stuff it in like it was uh, chaw. <laughs> a good method for getting them to like, you know, stay out of your house but still get that food is just move like move into the hood so they won't come and visit you, but you still know where they live so you can go visit them and get the food. So you're telling us you have a racist mother? Look at Come him. on, Daron. We're on the air, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right, real fast. Let me set up this argument you two had, or that we started having, and then we'll talk about it next break, as I teased it. So Gibbs comes in asking for if anyone has a change for a 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, look at us, no. We're all incredibly poor. We're waiting for Lester Big Hands to get here and feed us some cake. <laughs> Is he bring cake up? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Nice. Tell him to bring some cheesecake. Oh. That, oh, I wish. <laughs> so anyway. How was that? <laughs> I don't know, oh. isolated. <laughs> That's what it was. Exactly. Get it. And then we could go back and forth. So anyway. So then Dubs is like, man, when are they going to just stop having money? Yeah, why Why the cash, though? What are we, barbarians? And then my argument is, what is it, so difficult to carry around cash? Yes. I didn't realize it was a hard thing to do. You already carry a wallet with a chain. Why not throw in a 20 or a 10 or even some fives? Because then you have to go to the bank and get the money out. and You just have a card already. Why can't everything it's, be used with card? And it's so, swipe, swipe, swipe. So close to, that's so close to like the New World Order and the Mark of the great. Beast. It sounds that. great to me. It sounds like a uh, fabulous life to live. I can't wait for it. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout. Real Radio 104.1 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Dubs for some reason has this dumbass idea that life would be better if we didn't have cash anymore. Why do you need it? We have cards. I love just swipe cash. it everywhere. You don't like the idea you or just cuz then there's nothing there's no there's no reality to the currency because it's just electronic thoughts and ideas floated from Clear Channel to your bank account Mm -hmm. to 7-Eleven. Basically, that's what you got right now. Well, how do you tip people or get a lap dance or something like that? Everything has a swipe card, like right next to the couch. Oh, dude, that's that's incredibly scary. Why? You're crazy. Why do you think people's credit is so bad? Because they don't actually have to see... They don't have physical money in their hands, and they just see... If I have swiping, mo- that's easy. If I have money in my hands, I think of it just as paper, and I throw it around like I'm a Johnny Rockstar. I have no uh, no respect for this. You spin the- like a pimp. I see the way you do it anyway. Regardless, otherwise, with your with your debit card too, you're just oh, we're going to Seven Eleven. I'll get this, this, and this. Swipe. Yeah, but I won't go like four or five times. If I had cash, I'd just be going over there all the time. Sean and Oviedo, you're in the hideout. What's up, Sean? Yeah, man, I got, I got two perfect reasons why it just wouldn't work, man. One is that every time you try to use a credit card or your debit card, you don't know how much cash you have, and you always end up getting withdrawal fees, which costs you more money than the money that you probably even make or want to make. The other reason is that you can't trust That's when people in the programming starts to get whack, and people try to take all your money and... Well, you can already do that. computer doing your shit. People mo- oh, you can't people say that. Are- oh, you can't say that. He dropped the ass bomb. They already do that. They, everything is electronically numbered in a, in a system for you where people can hack in and take it if they want to. See, I have when I have physical cash, I'm the same way of, all right, I have so much in my pocket right now, and I, 
like for me, whenever I go in and like say Seven Eleven and get something, okay, let's say I get something there, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, um, all right, you know, this is cool, you know, I I got whatever, and it equals up to seven eighty seven, okay, and then I just swipe. It doesn't enter my mind that I spent nearly eight bucks doing so. But then if I have to hand them a ten, and I'm losing that ten and only getting back two dollars, I think to myself, oh crap, yeah. uh, what the hell did I just buy? <laughs> did I really need? This um, this uh, Gatorade and these chips and these uh, peanuts. See, I check it every night. I check my account every night when I go home to see how much I have in it. And if I spent something, I look at it right there. So, I mean, I get the same effect. And I, I'm going to be looking at that purchase for uh, the next couple weeks. And I'll be wondering, why did I buy that for the next couple weeks? Because I won't go off the list for a while. Let's go to David in Orlando. What do you got, David? Hey, uh, how are you supposed to buy drugs if, with only cards? All right, that is, an, that is a very good point. And do you really want drug dealers having your credit card number? See, no, it doesn't go on cards. We go back to the old uh, barter and trade system on drugs, where you trade a sofa or a TV. Or kid. Yes. And I know you have two you're willing to give up. For the right amount of Vicodin, yes. All right, Erica says, no way. Uh, you do the uh, no cash for only cards, because then the government would know everything you do. Big brother, bad idea. Tell Dubs to go smoke another already bar. do. Not with cash. How how many people truly have all their cash with them? You have it in an account. They know how much you have. But you could go withdraw cash and then go buy a book or go rent a video or something. And instead of having that list for the government to go through and watch and look and look you know look and see what's going on well what books are you uh, buying i don't know it's for me to know not you not anybody else i love how it's the mentality i love how it's the mentality of you're just trying to hide stuff i'm so lazy i don't want to go get cash exactly i i think it is a completely uh more convenient thing I, I want the whole world to because be... Because there aren't a trillion ATMs I want the whole I want the whole world to be like Minority Report, where you walk into a gap, they know exactly what size you're wearing, they know everything going on right there, you don't have to deal with the BS. How lazy are you? I'm not lazy, I just like to be convenient. No, it's laziness. Work a little bit for something. What if you're sitting in the room and you just want to borrow, and you need ten bucks, how do you get it? He doesn't. No, you have your card. You okay, just, but you're ten dollars short. How do you get it? And Hefe's got it for you. And, by and he the, uses his card. And swipes it where? In the same place he swiped the other thing. In this room, they're going to have a swiper? Matt's ass. Where are you, uh, where are you, why do you need the money? Where are you spending it at? You're getting ready to leave, but you're 10 bucks short, and Hefe's got it for you. How I do just, you get it? I got that visual of swiping <laughs> the card through your eyes. It was funny. Uh, Swami says, what is Dubs talking about? I thought his girlfriend gave him an allowance so he couldn't blow money anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you fruit. No wonder you're worried about where she is, because you're thinking, hey, am I going to get my $10 for tomorrow? Exactly. Am I going to get my lunch money? And she's just uh, worried about how she's going to buy all that food with just a card. Uh, They're going to look at me and wonder why I've bought 13 full turkeys this week. I don't want them knowing I'm eating full turkeys in one sitting. 407-916-1041. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. No, this is... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the making love. Uh, Woody in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Okay, first of all, you got to think about it. What if there's a massive power outage? Then you can't use your card. Oh, what you about... You can't use cash anyway, because most of the stuff is electrical. Yeah, no. they won't let you uh, walk in and buy stuff cash. I will. Page one plus one? 
Yeah, a lot of times they'll use those old-fashioned cal- solar power calculators so they can still move product. It happens. Great point, Woody. What was your other one? Terrible point. Also, if there's like a major crisis like we had with the hurricanes and people were pulling cash out of the ATMs, so that they could use it because they knew the power was going to be down. So you're going to need a ma- uh, major crisis. And once again, a brilliant point, Woody. Thank you, my friend. Everything's in the system. You'll get your money eventually. No, you all right. I'm going to leave it to the system to get me what I exactly what, what I am owed. But won't you miss just physically holding money? No, I hate money. It's so dirty. I love just when I have money. Huh. One of the rare occasions, <laughs> I just stare at it. Like, oh, my God, look at Hamilton. He is so crisp. Because you're never going to have it again. You know it. You know. I know, but I'm going to spend it soon. Like, but I'm going to love this bill till I lose it. Yeah, what are they going to do in rap videos? Throw little plastic cards around? (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Just that you're going to have the platinum and the black cards? Hey. No, the actual, the black, American Express black, they have them. Uh, John and Deltona, you're in the hideout. What's up, John? How you doing, guys? Hey, dude. Hey, listen, you know, I called up last week. I told Jay Dubs to sew his nuts back on, but I mm-hmm. think he lost his freaking brain in the process. Why? I think hey, it's hey, a brilliant idea, and I think uh, it's just around the corner. I, I, I just don't I, I don't get it. I mean, honestly. Uh, now, I'm with you, and I think Dubs... And we waste so much money printing money. We, we put money into making money. That's Why? A, it costs money to make cards. Not, but if you have that card and it's going to last you longer than, than that five and everything's going to cost you, last you, it's uh, less money. You got to replace it. What if you break it? What if the magnetic strip gets uh, broken in some I'm, way? I'm not saying that there's flaws in the uh, technology. We'll work out the flaws and then you'll never have to get a new one again. There's flaws with money. Exactly. Hey, did there's your magnetic strip break on your card? Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. What yeah. happened? The electric, no, the magnetic strip on my ATM card got broke, so I really couldn't get money out. When? Uh, Sunday. Friday. Sunday. No, Sunday. Were you just were you chewing on it because you were bored? What happened? No, nah, his card's my... the first card that ever uh, buckled under the pressure. <laughs> it just exploded when he sat on it. Too many zeros. Oh, of my I was just thinking too many zeros. <laughs> yeah. Not oh, Jesus. Um. Let's go to uh, JB in St. Cloud. What's up, JB? Hey, how's it going? Hey, dude. Hey, I wanted to explain to you um, how you guys were talking before about if uh, you guys are sitting around and, and somebody needs 10 bucks from mm-hmm. the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what's ha- going to be happening, and I've seen prototypes of these um, cell phones are going to have card swipers built in. Nice. So if you're going to, you know. You, you can transfer right to the cell your, phone. You just automatic transfer a cell phone to cell phone. Uh, that is, that's, pretty, I, that's pretty scary. Yeah, exactly. That's scary to me, dude. I don't want to live in that world. Are you scared yes. of progress? I've seen those movies, and it and never ends up great. good. The robots always win. That's the problem. Upskirt picks. and That's because you're trying to fight the robots. Be friends with the robots. Why are you trying to kill them all? Because eventually they're going to hate us for us creating them and enslaving them. That guy was mentioning using your cell phone. What if you lose your phone? Because I know, Dubs, you've lost your phone a couple times. Like That'd be kind of dangerous. Well, it? no different than losing cash. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but you have your whole life on that phone. You have That's your, how it is your now. bank records, your, probably your number for your bank card. Well, there, card. there'll definitely be an access code for your phone that you, no one else will know. Your government-issued number. I can't wait to get that. You already have it, Social Security. Uh, Derek and Daytona, you're in the hideout. What's up, Derek? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, dude. Hey, you were talking about uh, how you would pay for something if, like, the power went out or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
you uh, go back to the old school uh, swipers with the carbon copies or whatever that could like take down your number. Yeah, you I don't back up. I don't want to go backwards. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to go back to those carbon copies because those sucked. I think they're bad for the environment too. I want to help preserve Mother Earth. Patrick and Orlando, last exactly. call on this. And this whole paper factory thing that you got going on is just killing it. No, that's a good idea. And we're going to take a break after this because we're going to talk to Disturbed. What's up, Patrick? Hey, how you doing? I was talking about uh, the way you guys are talking about swiping the cards and all the mm-hmm. technology and you know spending money for this and that. In the beginning, you talked about the number 666 and the mark of the beast. Just put a chip in the back of your head. Yeah, that, it's I'm a, fine with that. Here's the thing. It's you either, swipe my forehead. It's either going to be in your forehead or in your left hand, and then yeah. that's going to be the end of the world. The Antichrist will be back, and they'll be lining us up at guillotines and ready to chop our heads off. I saw it in a movie. It scarred me for life. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hideout Row Radio 104.1 live Wednesday night in the Hideout. Remember, tomorrow I will be at Patty McGee's for my celebrating the last day of my 27th mm-hmm. year on this earth. Wow. I didn't think about that. That's kind of. Wow. You made it through the doom year. It is true. Well, why jinx me? <laughs> why jinx me? Uh, so many have died at the age of 27. I was convinced I, was, I wasn't going to live to see 28. <laughs> I say 32. So, uh, let's 29. Go to, let's go to, uh, but tomorrow night, Patty McGee's, prizes every 20 minutes. It's going to be very cool. Uh, do join us. Christina in Orlando, you're in the hideout of Road Radio. What's going on, Christina? Hey, hideout. What's up? What you got? Um, I just wanted to call because I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and that's where Disturbed's from. Mm-hmm. And in 2003, I had actually won tickets to go see Disturbed as the Music as a Weapon tour, and they were touring at the time with um, Taproot and Chevelle. Yeah, right. It was the best show ever. We- like, we won tickets to have pizza with Taproot before the show, and I made... Such a fool out myself, cause yeah. Well, we actually have uh, Dan on the line right now, so I'm sure he's excited to hear that you uh, really uh, dug the, the the live show, which I completely whole I completely agree wholeheartedly. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate it, sweetie. Thank you. Bye. Uh, joining us uh, in the hideout right now, J Dubs, huge band, huge fan of the band. Um, it is uh, Dan Donegan from Disturbed. The website is disturbed1.com. He's the guitarist. The CD is 10,000 Fists. Their Central Florida shows are all sold out. So it's even more of a treat that they're calling in because they don't have to push tickets. But, uh, you know, you always want to go out there and grab that seat. Dan, welcome to the hideout. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for having me on here. Oh, let me tell you this, man. And I don't, you know, I don't want to always kiss ass, but I, uh, I, I've seen you guys live a couple of times. I wanted to see you guys live this go-round, but the, the shows are sold out. And the live show from Disturbed is amazing because two reasons. First of all, you sound yeah, it's, uh, the sound is just perfect. And it, with a band like Disturbed, when you, when they first came out, when we uh, were playing them on the radio and everything, uh, you you weren't really sure of because uh, with the yelling and everything, a lot of the bands they don't really sound like uh, like the CD when you go see them. Disturbed, you don't miss a beat. And it's also a great show, too. So I really want to say you guys are just fantastic live. And I think that's a testament to why all your shows are sold out. Um, now, let me ask you this. You guys have done a lot of the, the touring with uh, different bands. I think I saw you on the two OzFests. Uh-huh. Uh, talk about touring on an OzFest versus you know headlining, House of Blues, 
uh, Janice Landing, that kind of stuff down in St. Pete, and how it varies. I mean, it, it, it's fun every way, you know, just to get us up on stage. I mean, that's what we do it for. But, uh, you know, there's Oz Fest and all that is always a good time. It's because you're, you're with so many different bands, and it's an opportunity to see some of the new up-and-coming bands as well because, you know, we were one of them not too long ago. And, uh, you know, just to hang out with some friends. You know, we've got to know a lot of, you know, people, a lot of the crew guys over the years that are, have always been a part with it. And we've actually mm-hmm. done Oscars three times, mm-hmm. uh, 2000, 2001, and 2003. And, uh, you know, it's always been fun. You know, the first year we did it, we were on with Pantera and Godsmack. Yeah. And, you know, it was just always fun just kind of getting to know some of the guys and, and you know, and becoming friends with them over the years. And, you know, now, now that we've, uh, you know, back out and we've been doing, like, multiple nights and mostly, and mostly House of Blues size venues, it, it's been great, too, because it, it's, you know, obviously more, you know, intimate because you're in, a, in close quarters in a tight environment like that. So, um, you know, it's fun just kind of bringing it back and being in a hot, sweaty club, uh, just kind of, you know, getting in touch with the fans again. You know, we, we've been away for, for a little while making this record, and we've had... You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, downtime there, so we wanted to definitely bring it back to you know close quarters. Now, with the uh, festivals and uh, the uh, like, the Oz Fest and everything, do you uh, do you guys use that as a uh, time to network and almost kind of pick up uh, your next uh, your next thing you're going to do? Touring partners yeah. and stuff like that. Um, usually, so, you know, sometimes it it really depends. I mean, I guess it, you know we're always kind of trying to stay ahead of the, of the ballgame here and see like what new bands are coming out and who's got some heat behind them and who the, who we may be fans of. And we've been pretty successful at kind of, you know, predicting some of the bands early on that, that we thought uh, were going to, you know, add some value to, you know, upcoming tours, you know, to follow um, OzFest. And we've done that with, you know, Drowning Pool and Chevelle and, and Taproot and, and, you know, I'll, We've gone on to, you know, sell a good amount of records, uh, you know, on their own, but definitely add, you know, add some value and, and have a good fan base themselves to, you know, add value to, to a certain bill. All right, so the guitarists were disturbed to Dan Donegan in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. Website, disturbed1.com. Sold out shows throughout Central Florida. The new CD, 10,000 uh, Fists, in stores now. I recommend going and getting all three CDs. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Now, you talk about two Pantera, uh, Drowning Pool, getting to know them on the festivals, and obviously both bands losing major parts. I mean, Pantera, not anymore, but you yeah. know, with Dimebag, and also right. the lead singer of Drowning Pool. Uh, talk about that, too, and I guess I know you guys were real close to both of those bands and what that was like whenever you guys were out, especially the Dimebag situation with it being on stage with that happening. Yeah. Um, what was that like as far as, like, you know, dealing with that, you know, and the relationships and stuff? Um, you know, we, we actually just seen uh, Vinnie Paul and uh, a couple of the guys from Drowning Pool just last week. They, we passed through Dallas, and they came out to the show. And uh, actually, Vinnie came up on stage with us, and we, you know, did our, you know, our uh, version, our tribute to him and played Walk. And Vinnie came up and played drums with us. So we've always, you know, just become good friends with them over the years it's a very you know tough tough loss for both of those bands of course you know i mean dave williams uh from johnny pool was also became a close friend of ours as well too and uh it's just uh, you know unfortunate for you know such young talent like the, like dimebag and, and dave williams to be taken from us you know they were both 
uh, obviously both lived for the stage and, and, and to perform and were always about, uh, you know, having a good time. And, and those are two of the guys with the biggest hearts that, that you would have ever met. Um, it was always about just having fun and, and making sure that the people around them uh, were having just as much fun as they were. And, um, you know, it, it was just a, a tough loss, and it's something that uh, I give, I give you know, Vinny and the Johnny Poole guys a lot of credit to be, you know, be as strong as they have been, you know, to pull through it and, and move on, especially, you know, in Vinny's case, you know, not only losing a band member but losing his brother. Um, mm. You know that, that's that's got to be the toughest thing to have to deal with, and uh, you know hopefully we try to give him a little bit of an outlet to you know still give him the opportunity to come up and and uh, you know get his release and come up and, and play with us, which has always been an honor because in the past it's always been a uh, you know a dime joining him you know with us on stage a few times we've done it um, where they've come out to visit and, and Dime and Vinny would come up and, and jam with us a bit and. Uh, you know, it does feel, you know, a little empty up there when uh, we don't get to share those moments anymore. Uh, Dan Donegan, uh, guitarist for Disturbed, DisturbedOne.com, 10,000 Fists. Talk about the new CD, uh, 10,000 Fists. Um, a little bit more political this go-round than maybe before? I mean, are politics playing in just because of the uh, the nature of the times or, uh, or no? Well, I mean, David always has a, uh, is a very political person. He's got a, a lot of opinions, so... Lyrically, I think on every album there's probably going to be some political issues. Um, you, you know, it's just it's just where he comes from. It's it's where he uh, what he likes to speak about, what he likes to vent about, and you know, not too many not too many bands touch on some of these subject matters. And and you know, that's just it's either uh, you know topics that we all you know, share the same views on, or certain things that may touch him, you know, personally. I mean, I think if we disagreed with them on certain things, then we'd probably have an issue on, <laughs> on right. what he's thinking about. But, uh, you know, it's never, it's never anything that we're trying to force our opinions on people. If anything, it's just a, a chance for, uh, for us and for David to, to speak his opinion, and that's it. And whether you agree with it or not, that's, that's your choice. You know, if, if you don't agree with the message, but, you know, if the music or the groove's doing it for you, then then get off on it that way. But uh, you know, we never try to force the issues on it. It's just our, our opportunity to to talk about the things that that uh, you know that we think are more important in life than uh, than riding on your skateboard and, and talking about you know <laughs> your, your breakup with your high school girlfriend. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Uh, one more question for you, Dan uh, Donigan. Uh, again, Disturbed, sold-out shows throughout Central Florida, DisturbedOne.com. Uh, great, great live band. Uh, great band, period, but live, they're just simply amazing. And um, let me ask you, too, because everyone wants to be a, you know, a rock star. And I always wonder about the process of writing an album, writing songs. Is it where David is, uh, David Draymond is writing lyrics, and you guys are doing the music, and then you match it up, or do you say, "Hey, we have these great riffs"? Uh, do, well, you, do you feel something coming off of that? How do you guys normally work it? I mean, the way we've always done it. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some other musicians that may do mm -hmm. it different, but the way that it's always worked for us is. Usually I'll have some ideas musically, some riffs that kind of I feel that are working together, and I kind of get together with, with Mike, our drummer, and just kind of throw around some beats with it. And once we've got a, you know, a musical piece that's uh, you know, working, 
and we're, we're getting, you know, a chill up our spine if something's happening. We kind of just record it, pass it along to David and see if that sparks, you know, anything out of him. And uh, so the, the inspiration, I think, from him lyrically just all depends on how, what the music does for him. Oh, absolutely. I hear you. I was, I'm always fascinated about that process and how especially it would work. For a great band like Disturbed. Well, uh, Dan, I appreciate you hopping into the hideout, and thank you very much for doing that. Again, throughout Central Florida, I know a lot of our uh, fans or fans of yours are going to see the shows down in St. Pete and here in Orlando at the House of Blues, and we do appreciate you taking some time and coming in. No problem. Looking forward to being there in a couple of days here. So. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Again, Dan Donegan, uh, guitarist for Disturbed, DisturbedTheOne.com, 10,000 Fists. That's a good guy. Good interview. I um, I, I always am fascinated with how the whole rock and roll thing works because I think everyone wants to be a rock star and just you know, like you said, touring on the festivals, headlining, meeting the guys. I know sometimes they're pick up basketball games. Here's a funny thing too. I remember being backstage at an Ozfest. I don't think Disturbed was on it, if I recall correctly. I don't know if it was one that was Disturbed was on. But I remember seeing a flyer backstage, this was at Pine Knob in Detroit, yeah. for uh, a softball league. And apparently, like, all of maybe the crew and even some of the guys from all the different bands on OzFest would find a park and go play softball on the off days. And actually, someone was pissed because they had reserved a field, and I guess the game had got canceled, but they still wanted their money back. So that's always like a very interesting thing that goes on in these festivals, and then how the writing process and everything works. Yeah, I, I always wonder, and you could hear that he was on the road when we were talking to him. How that works, you know, that that just has to start off being fun, and then you get stressed out about it and everything, just moving all over the place all the time. And then eventually, too, like it's like that Southwest Airlines commercial. Mm-hmm. Remember that, where it's like, "What's up, Detroit? Uh, we're in Cleveland." And I like beginning nights. You kind of are we in St. Pete? Are we in Orlando? Yeah. Where are we now? You know what's going on, and how much they maybe even probably like back to back dates because they can get settled, you know, for forty eight hours. It's a hideout, Real Radio one hundred four point one. Here's the hideout, Real Radio one hundred four point one. I want to remind you if you ever miss any of the highlights of the hideout, we are podcasting now. I subscribe because I think it's that good. It's free. Yeah, and it is free subscription. All you got to do is on the hideout page on realradio.fm. And or you then, can just uh, use your iTunes. Yeah, that's the main, that's the main thing. Because you don't have to pay for iTunes. You mm-hmm. can download the software, go to the music store, go to podcasts, search the hideout. Right now, we've only got two categories. Tomorrow, we're going to have five. Good. Interviews, game shows, general stuff, stunts, and then um, wide. Oh, yeah, wad. Wadcasting. Don't be such a lord. You know it's wadcasting. You know that. <laughs> I think we're going to throw that disturbed thing on there. We have the chunks and uh, myself, the icy hot thing. Um, that uh, It's going to be on the stunt. So, anyway, keep checking the podcasting. Um, it's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Hey, thank you very much to Luster Big Hands, who is here in the studio. Uh, first of all, this man... Big hands, bitch! Throws uh, one of the top heretics. I think he's uh, actually starting the coup to overthrow Jimmy Jam from hereticshideout.com, the current president. Well, I know there's some infighting going on. I see them going back and forth all the time. It all started with the uh, the uh, Madden tournament, <laughs> and uh, now they've uh, gotten 
to the point where they don't get along at all. But Lester threw, uh, he won the Buffalo Wild Wings party for the Super Bowl. We all went over to the Super Bowl and uh, hung out in his place. How many of us were packed in there, Lester? I think it was about 25. It was about 25 people packed into Lester's one-bedroom apartment, and it was so much fun. It is probably the most fun I've ever had at a Super Bowl party, and I'm not even kidding. Yeah, thank you very much. I remember two Super Bowls ago when it was the Janet Jackson Nipplegate, Dubs (laughs) had an appearance. He was at Dave & Buster's in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, Mm -hmm. all alone. Yeah. No one went to Dubs' party even though there was free food. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily his fault. I don't. I just don't think that it got um, it, pushed real well. And it was kind of last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was last minute. It didn't get pushed very well. Uh, I was never told there was going to be free food there. You know, I, well, I wasn't able to push anything. I was uh, able to push was, hey, you can come out to Bethesda, Maryland and uh, watch Super Bowl with me in the one county around D.C. that you can't smoke and drink at. Well, at the you, same time, you yeah, can drink, you, you just can't smoke you, but that. It, yeah, it was smoke-free. And, yeah, that just put a complete damper on it. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the other thing that was very cool about it, and uh, Tommy Bateman wants to remind you that his appearance was packed. That wasn't yours. That was Rob Spiewak's. From the Donna Mike show. No, he was my assistant. No. you have been through this. You were there handing out uh, T-shirts and CDs from the 50s. All right. If, by, <laughs> if you mean me, then it was as Rob, then yes. You're lucky I don't have that commercial still. I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure you have it on your computer somewhere. Um, but here's what, what the coolest thing was about uh, about hanging out at Lester's. And oh, I, I thought you were about to say about uh, my Dave & Buster's <laughs> fabulous appearance. No, here's a, here's the funny thing. I went because I thought it was going to be a great party. I left at halftime. Me too. <laughs> I was like, I love that place at halftime too. And but. driving home, little do I know, that's what changed uh, radio mm-hmm. forever, that stupid halftime show. I was mm-hmm. on the phone with you, and I remember I said, oh, my God. Did I just see what I think I saw? Yeah, you were, because I was on, uh, I was on um, the Beltway, heading home. But anyway, regardless, uh, being at Lester's, though, it was one of the coolest things because it was everything that I'd ever hoped for with the hideout and just the diversity. White, black, Latino, women, fat, skinny, some uh, figs. Uh, and it really it was just, it was really like a, a remarkable thing, and it... And the other great thing about the Heretics, too, and I don't mean to brag on you guys, other than the fact you guys would come out to Patty McGee's tomorrow, we're going to live broadcast on Friday, uh, we got the one out in Melbourne on the 17th, we're looking at hotels for, but you guys, you can't stereotype the Heretics and what they do. They're pharmacists, they're IT guys, they're uh, culinary artists, some of them, you know. Did you say culinary? <laughs> that's what I said, and I meant it, actually. <laughs> and some of them are rednecks. But it's just a, it's a really cool thing. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, Lester Big Hands, while you're here, uh, your ex-wife was there at the party. Yes. That's not uncomfortable. Uh, I know you love Little Hands. Uh, your son, he comes out to some of the events, which is really cool. But you were able to sit in the same room with your ex-wife and her new man, and it wasn't uncomfortable or anything, was it? Yeah, I thought I thought maybe it might have been his ex-wife or something, just because of uh, little hands and everything, and uh, her reminding him that he has a vocabulary test tomorrow and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how she would know that. Is this uh, Lester's ex? Because I before that, I wouldn't have realized it because it wasn't uncomfortable at all. Well, at first, well, she brought little hands into the party, and I'm yeah. thinking, is that his ex? And I'm like, well, they're not, I don't know, it's not awkward, so maybe not. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's a sister or, 
you know, a cousin or something. And then as the night goes on, I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's the ex and that's the new man. And wow, but it's still not uncomfortable. How do you pull that off, dude? Because the majority of people can't. Well, it started so long ago. Uh, we really, our marriage, we got married just too young. Right. Oh, I've been there, done that. And uh, I hated her for so long. And uh, we hated each other. But then I realized. There hey, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I realize we have a son together, so why let that uh, just why would, disrupt everything? And why ruin it for little so, hands? So that was her husband. He I, was a cool dude. Oh, yeah. He's, and he here's the funny thing. Here's why you know he's a cool, it's a cool relationship. And everyone listening should take note. Every joke that Lester said, that guy was cracking up. <laughs> you had him rolling. And I, I bet you he lays it pretty well, too. I'm just telling you. He, yeah, uh, he probably does. He looked <laughs> athletic. Yeah, yeah he, did, he did look athletic. He's he had those tearaway pants. He's probably ready to go just right yeah. then. Uh, he's a cop, and um, I told him to watch out for abatement and um, SFG because I told him if if they start something, just toss them out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where's your cop? Uh, Longwood. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, is that what she calls him? I don't know. I don't know what she calls him. Truthfully. <laughs> but uh, and the funny thing also is, and the little girl, uh-huh. I'm a godfather. Oh, nice. All right, all right. So then it's a whole nother thing in the relationship, yeah. too, of, all right, so you're their kid's godfather. Yes. Man, that is very cool. That is really, really cool. Um, well, that's what you just see. He watches. Yeah. All right. Now, Gibbs, I just realized, were you not at the Super Bowl party? No, he wasn't. I'm quite... Ticked. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ticked, too. I, I had some prior Super Bowl plans, and I'm not too happy about missing this. What were your Super together. Bowl plans? What were you doing instead of uh, hanging out with the heretics in the hideout? It was just a family thing that we had already planned out. I had to get some lawn people to try and cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get the weed whacker. It takes a while. Cause All right. The rider was on a two-week backup. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's, uh, let's do this. Time to give away some prizes. We still have tickets for the Predators. We have... Uh, Tickets for some shows at the Hard Rock Live and also at the House of Blues. Coupons for some spicy medium chicken sandwiches from McDonald's. Nice. Also, the 20 uh, free wings from uh, Pizza Hut Wing Street. Eight intense flavors uh, include flamethrower, honey barbecue, and new garlic parmesan. The DVD copy of Waiting, starring Ryan Reynolds. And a $25 gift card to Skip's Western Outfitters. It's coming up next. The Hideout Door Prize Blowout with Name That Celebrity Vag. Tommy, do you can you give us a uh, a teaser question that we can start off with so that people can line it up? If it gives us shut up, yes. Everyone wants to get a taste of me. Mine tastes like honey. So come to Sin City and put your idle hands to use and name my Dark Angel Celebrity Vag. Take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wednesday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Still coming up. What's on the web at 10 o'clock? We do that every Wednesday. At 10, Tommy Bateman and Matt Albert scour the internet for good stuff. We play it back for you or uh, expose expose it to you. Wednesdays at 10. Look for that link on the hideout page on realradio.fm. Lester Big Hand's also uh, in the house as well. All right, Dubs, it's name that celebrity Vag, Tommy Bateman's brainchild. And, all right, Tommy, how difficult are these? Because I think I already have the first one. Are some of them hard, some of them tough? Should we go best two out of three makes you a winner? Or give you one chance, second chance? What are you thinking? Because I don't want to blow out all the prizes. I don't really care. I I think they're easy, but I, I can see one, two, about five out of the 11. Probably I'd say one and done. Just a one and done? I can get them all. 
I'm sure you can, because you helped put together put no, together the game. Together. No, I didn't. All right, one and done then, J-Dubs. All right, here we go. That means 11 players tonight in the hideout. All right, let's start out the uh, hideout door prize blowout with Matt in Orlando. You ready, Matt? Matt, you there? Uh, no, Matt. No, Matt. We'll put him back on hold just in case he uh, was away from the phone for two seconds. We will shoot it over to Lee in Somersville. Lee, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go, Lee. Name that celebrity vetch. Everybody wants to get a taste of me. Mine tastes like honey. So come to Sin City and put your idle hands to use and name my dark angel celebrity vag. Uh, what is her name? Jessica Buell? Oh, dude, I'm Alvin. so... Uh, 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 Whoa. Do, do we give it to him? You didn't give it to me when I answered incorrectly at first and then corrected myself. I'm sorry, Lee. You threw out the Beal. It is Jessica Alba. Hate to be a stickler. Tommy Bateman, his game, his rules. Thank so you, though, think for, about it. Don't just throw any name out there. Because there's no there's no real time restriction. So you know you, you know get within reason, but you don't have to shout it out immediately. Uh, Jessica Beal. All right, four zero seven nine one six. Alba. Alba. You lose too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it over to Mike in Orlando. You ready, Mike? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. I am the most famous porn star of all time, yet only one of my movies is legal. You can buy some of the illegal videos down at Melrose Place. Ask for my co-star, Roseanne. Name my celebrity vag. Uh, I don't know. Jonathan, what's I don't know what you said, but no. I think I know this one. Tracy Lords. Very good. What I win? Uh, you get to stay another segment. Eyebrow wax. <laughs> you don't have to run the board. Uh, now, what did she, she was in Melrose Place in? Yeah. And she was a uh, guest star on Roseanne a couple times as the hot waitress. I remember uh, when we were working in D.C., uh, Elfish, David Lee Kinnison, brought up some Tracy Lord videos. And we're like, we can't take those. They're illegal. Which one is she in? The only one that's legal is Tracy, I Love You. Mm -hmm. What uh, other ones is she in? Uh, they're all know. like uh, when she's, what, 16? Yeah, it was like 15 through 17. Yeah. And she, the only one that was legal was Tracy, I love you. She's right. the one Devil Miss Jones, is she? Who is that one? I don't know who that is. But oh, I heard the her. monsters talking about it, and I almost called in to see if they wanted it. I have the Tanya Harding wedding night porn video. She got oh, so fat. Yeah. yeah, that's what they were talking about in the monsters. Oh, my God. And I almost called in and said, do you... You want a copy of the uh, of the wedding night? I have it. I actually went and got it out. I was about to call, and then they had moved on. I was like, I'll oh, just throw it in and watch it. It's actually not bad at that time. She got nice ass. I got MPEG, so I can send it to anybody who wants it. Oh, good job. Dork. I'm so proud. That's so superb. That's what incredibly sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad of it. All right, let's move on to the game. Who's next up? Uh, hideout door prize blowout. Name that celebrity vag. Let's go to uh, Chris in Orlando. You ready, Chris? Ready. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. Here is uh, Tommy Bateman, your host tonight. Hey, brother. Want to win a prize? If you've seen my celebrity sex video, you'll know that I don't really have a celebrity vag. It's more like a penis. <laughs> All my testosterone made me WWE Intercontinental Champion. That and I was sleeping with Triple H at the time. Name my kind of celebrity vag. Don't know. <laughs> China, right? Or yes. what's her name now? China Doll. China, Joni Lauer, or whatever. Piece of crap. I still haven't... Oh, I You've did... You've never seen that I video? did see that. Somebody did send it to I... me, and you're right. It was amazingly... Uh, I've disturbing. never actually seen the action uh, video. I've seen, like, the still shots of it. 
and oh, she's packing. Yeah, what what's it's, going on down there? She's packing a small one, but she's packing. I think that probably has something to do with uh, yeah, roids, and then it growing that. No, she's all natural. <laughs> she says she's all natural, so it must be true. That I think it's acne's all natural. It's called One Night in China, the Brokeback Mountain version, or something. Is <laughs> the one I saw. Now, if you're with a girl like that who's obviously got something going on downstairs, mm-hmm. do you actually film it and let it go public? Yeah, they did. I mean, wasn't that released basically by them? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you want to pick a girl that at least had a badge? <laughs> Maybe. Depends what you're into. Let's go to Clayton in Orlando. You ready, Clayton? Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, hide outdoor press, blowout, name that celebrity badge. I just have a feeling Clayton's not going to get this one. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm not going to get it either, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you an easy one then. All right. Want to see my celebrity badge? Are you posh enough for me? If not, you better spice up your life. And even though I have a kid, I can still bend it like Beckham. And I will if you cheat on me like David did. Name my celebrity badge. One of the Spice Girls? I don't know. Yeah, but it's not good enough. Victoria Beckham. Posh Spice would yeah, be acceptable. You, I would have said you even gave the answer in it, Posh Spice. Yeah. Just say Miss Beckham. <laughs> uh, I don't quite know. Can I get more hints? Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-104. Has it been a shutout so far? Yes, yeah. it has. I made these easy. Yeah, they are easy. I I would say, yeah. Well, but, uh... The Jessica Alba one was, technically, was on a technicality. I mean, he got it. Just nah. too late. Nah. Gave out the wrong one first. Um... All right, watch the uh, button over there, cause I, I just in case. Yeah, I thought you might have dropped something there. Uh huh. I got it. Always trying to be safe. Let's go to Chris and Deland. You next up. Hide out, door prize, blowout. You ready, Chris? Yeah, I'm ready to play with the badge. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, here's uh, Tommy Bateman. Whether I'm a blonde or brunette, I'm still the hot chick, and people are still waiting to see me naked. Believe it, believe me, it won't be a scary movie when and if I finally bear all. Too bad I didn't say Brokeback Mountain and get naked in it. Name my celebrity badge. Oh, man, I have no clue. I know this one, too. Who is it? Anna Ferris. Who was mentioned earlier in the read. Yeah, because she's in uh, waiting. We're still waiting that we're giving it out. Hey, sorry, Chris. Thank you, my friend. Hmm. All right. Let's try to give out one. You think she will get naked in the movie? I hope. Yeah. Yeah, at some point. She's not that big a star. No. I think she will just to get to that, pass that hump. I don't even, honestly... Hump to get to, get to the hump. I don't know how she is even that famous, because I don't think she's particularly hot. I do. I love her. There's something very odd. Very it's, buggy. The bug eyes. Yeah. It's probably with bug eyes, stringy hair. She's very, uh, runaway bride. What? No. Those eyes. No. Yeah. Don't she, ruin her for me. She looks kind of mildly retarded. Yeah. That's a good one. Coming from the lazy-eyed fat man over there. <laughs> right. You have a lazy eye? Fat man? Mo- all fat guys do. Uh, Ray in Orlando. You're next Everything up. else is lazy. You ready? <laughs> yeah. This goes with it. You ready, Ray? I'm ready. Uh, here we go. Uh, name that celebrity badge, Tommy Bateman. All right. This one's easy. I look like a big, dumb, retarded robot. I am famous for showing my big jugs in a three-way with Nev Campbell and Matt Dillon. I am also famous for marrying and divorcing Charlie Sheen. I have no talent. Name my celebrity badge. 
Uh, little editorializing there. Yeah, I think she's hot. Ugh. I don't. Eyebrows throw it she's off. She's in Wild Things. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this one. Starship um, Troopers. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um. Seriously. Right at a time. Denise We gave you too many hints. Denise you take that long. She's another one. With, between the eyebrows and the big horse mouth, it's no good for Denise Richards. I'd like to bang her while she's an apple. <laughs> How many more questions do we have left? Uh, five. five. Damn. Should we take a break and come back and continue it's the game? I don't think anyone's going to win, even though they're basically giving the answer. These next away. ones look very, very easy. All right, here's what we're going to do, because we're up on a break, and I've been yelled at that we have to stay on time. So let's take a break. We'll come back. I know. And everybody on the line, uh, it looks like we'll get to play. Name that celebrity badge. Round two. Next in the Hideout and Road Radio 104.1. Again, thank you to Dan Donegan. Guitars from Disturbed joining us earlier in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. If you missed it, look for the podcast. Probably on tomorrow's round of podcasts. Uh, either on iTunes, search the hideout under podcasts on the music store, or uh, also the hideout page on roadradio.fm. It is the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Uh, got this from, uh, I'm going to say it's Gannel on MySpace. Just writing to say he loves the show, it's always great, blah, blah, blah. You know, good stuff. Mm hmm. And said he's definitely making it out to the live broadcast at premiere on Friday. Again, 5009 South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden. Uh, heard you guys are going to have some hideout shirts there. Hopefully I can grab one. Absolutely. Get there early. Yeah, because... Uh, they go quick, man. I mean, we only have a limited amount. It's, and these are the brand new ones. These are unlike any of them that we've ever given out before. It's the fourth edition of the hideout shirt. It's the new hideout flag which the big version will be making, the flag will be making its debut at uh, the S- Melbourne, the 17th, with Tuttle, 17 stunts. So anyway, a lot going on. And then tomorrow night, celebrating the last uh, day of being 27, I am, at uh, Patty McGee's Irish American Bar, 2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park. Um, right now, though, continuing on with the game show, it's a... Uh, Rarely do this, but it is the second round of the Hideout Door Prize Blowout with Tommy Bateman and Name That Celebrity Vadge. Real reason we're continuing over, there have been no winners yet, surprisingly. So we have some questions left. People have been waiting patiently. We'll go to Randy in Orlando. You ready, Randy? Yeah, I'm ready. How you guys doing? All right, brother. Here's Tommy with your question. All right. I know one's going to get this. I am the hottest, yet crudest, and most disgusting former playmate of the year you'll ever meet. If you can single me out... Singled out and get me in bed. I'll scream, especially if you're Jenna Jameson. Name my celebrity badge. Ah, uh, jeez, a swimsuit. Oh, uh, Oprah Winfrey. I don't know. Ah, I'm this sorry. Is child's place. Singled out. That's an easy one. Jenny McCarthy. Yes. yes. Why are you getting so mad? Because so I want to play this one. I just want to play it. I would like to give a one up. So would I. This isn't like you can't win where I like sit down and go, how can I have them not win? I mean, the clues are right there. But, you know, maybe it's just an off night for the heretics calling in. Try Drew and Deltonia next up. What do you got, Drew? You ready? Yeah. All right, here is Tommy Bateman. Want to see what's behind my mask of Zorro? Don't worry, I'm well-groomed, so there won't be any entrapment going on. I am ruined, however, after doing Michael Douglas. Name my old guy doing Celebrity Vag. Charlie's Theron. Oh, no. you moron! 
Stop! What? What with the yelling? Seriously, these questions are so just. Well, the kids are right in front of you. He's hinting at them. He's changing his voice as he hits hits the hint. Apparently not. Apparently it is tough for some people. Although I'm chatting with uh, two chicks online, Kat and uh, Erica. Who both have all the, uh, getting all the answers. Chicks do good at this game. And they're getting pissed, actually. They're trying to get through, but they can't get through because the lines are jammed. Lester, how are you doing? Are you, are you playing the game? Are you, yes, you, I, but I'm actually touching myself as Tommy talks. Well, that's something uh, normally As Tommy, Tommy talks? Talks. Oh. <laughs> talks and talks. I'm that's actually hot. attracted to chunks. I am. Someone is saying that that last one also could have been Carmen Electra, all of the same. She wasn't an entrapment. And... Yeah. Are you talking about for Catherine Zeta-Jones or Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy. Was she in Scream? No, no. she was in Scary Movie. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading what this. Hey, tell them to shut it. Click me. the window shut. Uh, here's massage therapist <laughs> Kimmy. And she's not making out with Jenna Jameson like Jenny McCarthy's been in the news about. Right, Beat it! Massage therapist <laughs> Kimmy, do you want to play the game? It's Cat. Oh, it's Cat. Oh, yeah. what the hell's going on? These people are so stupid. I can't believe they haven't gotten one yet. All right, here we go, Cat. Uh, stupid right. Gibbs put you up as uh, Kimmy. All right, here oh, we go. Name that celebrity vag. Uh, here's Cat and uh, Tommy Bateman. Stop talking to me, Gibbs. My vag likes to live life in the fast lane, like in Beverly Hills. I'll try to stop you, but if you're quick enough, you might catch a glimpse of my celebrity vag, unless I'm saved by the bell. Name my celebrity badge. Okay, now you're going to get me on one of the tickets. Oh, <laughs> they're talking about big. I've gotten every single one of them except this one. Uh, right, she goes, this under I, the pressure, you can't do here's it. Here's what she just typed to me online. I hate this ass. I'm getting mad. She has all of the previ previous ones uh, correct. Save me a line so I can get through. And now you can't I get know. it. <laughs> now I can't get it. What is it, Cat? Um, Okay, hold on. No, nope. uh, you only got so much time. No, you said there's no time limit. No, yeah, it doesn't mean you can go type in on your computer. Stop no, staring I'm at not your head. No, typing it on my computer. <laughs> oh, cat! You blew it, sweetie. Is that uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> wow. I love how she, I mean, seriously, you got to look at her IM, and she's just living <laughs> about how people were blowing it. And now, and now I got the other chick saying, I can't get through, effers. Tell, tell her to forward the phone number, I'll have Gibbs call her. Alright, what's your number? Uh, how, how much, uh, we got people who've yeah. called. Ugh. We got to get to the people. Let's go to Mike in Orlando. You ready, Mike? Yes, sir. Alright, let's do it. Name that celebrity badge, Tommy Bateman, hideout. Uh, door prize blowout on Real Radio 104.1. If someone were to say to me that my forehead is huge enough that you could watch my terrible movie Sweet Home Alabama on it, then I would say they have cruel intentions. Name my legally blonde celebrity vag. You got this, baby. I have no clue. <laughs> Get off the phone! <laughs> We only have one left. Reese Witherspoon. I swear! Here's the thing. I was so worried because we had 11 questions that we were going to give out 11 prizes. That's why I asked you two out of three. Um, and I knew better. I knew better. That's why I said one and done. Ridiculous. 
ridiculous. I mean, I, I can I can see a few people getting some of these wrong, but I, I would imagine we'd give one away by now. The ignorance. <laughs> uh, you shut up. You have no other skill in life. Don't hey, you, don't you him, talk down. Let him uh, enjoy his one skill he does have. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to a chick. Ladies first in the hideout. They move to the front of the line. Jamie in Winter Park, are you ready? Hi, yeah. All right, All right here's the thing. She I'm gonna, sounds smart. I'll be in Winter Park tomorrow. Patty McGee's Irish American Bar, 2083 Loma Avenue. Join me for the hideout happy hour. My last day being 27, pre-birthday party. Are you ready for this? Listen closely. Yes, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Tommy Bateman. <sighs> Please get this right. Okay. I start in the hole where I took my jacket off and Naomi showed... Watt? No! Oh, oh, <laughs> slag! You filthy slag! Can I she didn't even finish the question! You didn't get one line through. There's four lines of that. Let's give it to another person. Yeah, because he didn't get it even halfway through it. All right, and we won a winner. All right, who's been holding the next longest? All right, we've got a Brandon and Ocala. <laughs> you ready, Brandon? Yeah, I was going to say I got them all so far, but that seems to be a jinx, so yeah. I'm not going to say that out loud. All right, here Too we late. go. Good job. Too late there. I start in the hole where I took my jacket off and showed my ultra-small yet ultra-sexy boobs. If you want to plunder my booty, you'll have to be a pirate of the Caribbean or just be a photographer for Vanity Fair, where I'm nude on the cover this month. Name my celebrity badge. Uh, Kira Knightley. Yes! 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 Finally! Hold on, Brandon. You get your, you get your pick of the Color prizes. Color of the Year Award. Please. Uh, he only gets one prize. No, I know, gets, but... He gets all of them. That way, Brandon. I like that guy. All right, Gibbs, go through. Hey. Before he talks to Brandon, go through and thank everybody on the phone, but tell them we got to move on, all right? There are a lot of people waiting patiently to play the game. I love it, Tommy. I love whenever we play the game. It's a blast. Thank you. I'm glad Matt at least liked it, even though it wasn't <laughs> challenging for some people. Uh, Until he got on the phone. By the way, speaking of birthdays, I'm getting a lot of birthday wishes on MySpace, which I appreciate very much, and I would like for everyone to join me. No cancer ones, huh? <laughs> Actually. Okay. Just making sure. But I also want to say happy birthday to Zeppelin, uh, hideout heretic who is here. I guess today is his birthday. How old are you today, Zeppelin? Step up to the mic. I'll be 24 today. Nice. Well, you are 24 today, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday, uh, my friend. And uh, it's good to see uh, two of the hardcore heretics here, Zeppelin and Big Hands. Quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Wednesday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Uh, you can hit us up, 407-916-1041, Don't forget, tomorrow night, Patty McGee's Irish American Bar. I am your host. It is my last day of being 27, my pre-birthday party. Uh, dollar domestic drafts, dollar shooters, uh, prizes every 20 minutes. Looking for the uh, hideout ring girl, who we will give an iPod shuffle to. Um, if she can be our ring girl at the Metro on the 17th, the 17th stunts with Toddle. A lot going on tomorrow. And the Hideout Happy Hour move, new time, 7 to 9 o'clock. That means J-Dubs and the rest of the crew will be holding down the fort. Treehouse what? Oh. We're technically holding down the Hideout. Matt Albert, you heard the story. 
with the uh, over, uh, obese lady and flying Southwest Airlines and being told to get another ticket. Do you have to buy two tickets when you go to places not to be an ass, but do you? Yeah, when I uh, when I flew when I flew back up to D.C. last time I was here, I had to buy two tickets. I was like, that's no problem for me. I don't mind it. It's like I'm fat. You have to do it. Now I, that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not a right to fly. You know, you don't have a right to fly if that, if that's a policy. You have to go by the policy. Or I think it's taking on the amount of room that mm-hmm. you take up. Because you don't have to buy seats for babies under a certain age if you can hold them, right? Exactly. You pay for extra wings, you pay for extra room. That's all you got to say. Yeah, because they said that her what her legs and hip were protruding over the seat. If you're next to them, you got some fat all over your side. That's no good. Now, here's what I've always wondered about this too. And Matt, maybe you can let me know. When and I've always I couldn't ever figure it out. When you have an obese person who is sitting in two seats. How do they buckle up? They have like an extension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know how to connect the esten- extension. You actually had to get the extension? Well, I didn't really need it, but it was tight, so I just asked for the extension. So you knew that there was an extension? Well, I just asked one. Did if you, you've been you, on a plane before, you know there's an extension to it. But you've never been on a plane before. No, I've been on a plane before. I didn't know there were extensions. I've yeah. never heard of extensions. I've actually seen them handed out before. Now are they are they very do they try to hide it or they here's your extension sir no they just, <laughs> here you go here fatty. it is they don't care I was, I, and I asked the person how do you work this in front of everybody I just held it up and I don't care I mean if you're already that large you know people are looking at you they're already laughing so they, they expect <laughs> you to ask for the extension did you say it's not for you it's for your friend as <laughs> my invisible friend as he's lumbering up the aisle which I want to see him go down an aisle anyway oh god it's and hard then, for a normal person to fit down one of those aisles hip checking everybody and then everybody oh god let him not be sitting next to me let him not be sitting next to me Oh, hi. How are you sitting here next to me? Great. Uh, back in D.C., we had another large individual, Belcher, who actually you can see on the uh, hideout oh, page. Yeah. I remember he said he would never use it. He would just pr- put his hands over his stomach like it was connected because so, he was embarrassed by it. <laughs> He's like, I didn't want them to Here's the thing. see that. Did he put his hands it. over his smell, too? <laughs> I miss this guy, Belcher. Here's what, he was Matt Albert, but older and clean-shaven. Same body, same everything. Um, we had the two of them one time. We did a live broadcast at uh, Coyote Ugly, film a uh, workout exercise video. With Sid. With Sid Kata. I mean, just three of the tubbiest bastards you've ever seen uh, at Coyote Ugly with hot chicks uh, trying to do push-ups and jumping jacks. Do you remember how old he was? He was only like 27, 28. Yeah, he looked like he was 52. Well, Matt looks like he's 40-something. Here's the thing. Yep. Here's the thing I noticed about Matt, too, as uh, I watched him walk into the building today. I was behind him, and he was blocking. He was like a nice shadow. It was him, and he's got very skinny legs, mm-hmm. like almost athletic legs, like you aren't supposed to be as big as you are. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah, I've noticed that. You can, like when I walk, you can see the muscles still, like the like muscle indications like when I flex, yeah. Well, they're under a lot of stress all day. Yeah, there's nothing uh, for them to do but grow and get larger. I am proud of my calves. Very proud. Yeah, those are going to get you light. Have <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that every fat guy has good calves? Yeah, because you see of, Because of what Deuce Chill says. Because of the constant support. Stairs. And, and, that's, all, and that's so funny because that's always what every fat guy says. I got great calves. <laughs> no, they're fat. 
But your your legs, it's like his legs don't match his body because it's like two pins. Mm-hmm. And then on top, like a little beanbag. Yeah. Once one one of my friends said I was built like a tree. Yeah. I just kind of bloom at the waist. <laughs> I remember what your mom's friend said when she first met you. Oh yeah. I was I was sitting in a car and my mom was inside the house and she was coming out and the friend said I haven't seen your son yet and my mom says Uh, Mac, get out of the car. And I said, get out of the car. She said. Damn, he's a boy and a half. <laughs> now, when when you were walking through the lobby here, one of the uh, other people working here pointed yeah, at you. Oh, <laughs> pointed at you and uh, said something, didn't she? No, didn't. Oh yeah, it was that uh, one Sunday when Sid was here. Me, Sid, and Matt came in, <laughs> and someone was walking out of the promotions office. And who was it? Just say who it was. I don't know her name. Weeble wobble ass. <laughs> Jimmy D's ex girlfriend. She don't fall oh, down. Oh come on! I don't know her name though. All right, I know. She it saw them and goes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a lot of that? Do you get a lot of stuff from kids? Jesus. No, because I uh, I just kind of angrily stare at kids and they don't like to stare I, back. You have to go to the hideout page on RoadRadio.fm. I completely forgot about this picture in the old JFK studio. It's Matt, and I think he's wearing the same shirt. <laughs> Matt and Belcher, like, stomach to back. And then me trying to fight to get through the two of them. All right, come here. Zeppelin and Big Hands, come over here and take a look at this picture. Uh, pick which one's Matt and which one's uh, Belcher. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that. I told you, you got to get to the hideout page on realradio.fm. <laughs> And by the way, yeah. And by the way, Matt, you have lost a lot of weight looking at that old picture. Yeah, I was looking at the Negro Nation pictures, and I, yeah, I, I was kind of big. You still are big. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you, still fat. You are. You are as big as you were at one time. Yeah, I, lose twenty more pounds, you're out of here, jackass. <laughs> Fabio over here. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing too. Is when we were in D.C. We were looking for the next black leader spokesperson, so mm-hmm. we did uh, a de- the Negro Nation debates. Maybe we should do that down here. Yeah. All two of us. Would <laughs> uh, we'll find the leader of the Negro Nation down here in uh, Central Florida. And up there, it was Matt, uh, Belcher, this guy Black Albert, and then Darkness. And, and Mantan. Mantan. TL can compete down here, but he'll only do it by phone, since so that's the only time he talks. <laughs> yeah, because he never talks in person. And it was great, though. And then I think You're it was uh, MySpace. I miss Black Alfred. And it was bl- it was darkness who ended up wi- uh, blackness, blackness, not darkness. Blackness who ended up winning. Hey, we've played him on a couple of the mixtapes too. He was funny. He was perfect for it. Guy from like Southeast DC, just real funny and you know into it and the whole thing it was great. Now you used to be uh, heavier as well as I did, Hefe. Did you ever get the uh, moment like in a uh, in a grocery store or anything where a kid will be getting straying too far away from its mother and the mother will go you better not go too far he'll eat you and point at <laughs> yeah. I've never ever gotten that before <laughs> oh my god I guess you did yes well that's payback when you used to point at black people and say look E.T. when you were a child I, but it's a mother pointing it's not the child I wouldn't mind if the child pointed when the mother's pointing, you're like, Jesus Christ. Usually the wrong child's you, pointing woman. at you like, uh, that's the man. That's the man. <laughs> Out of a lineup. I'm standing there with, with five other creepy guys. <laughs> it's the hideout, real radio, 104.1. He's the one with the finger. 
His wife says she loves him. The attorney general says she's a victim. A legal union in one state, a forbidden relationship in another. A husband is sentenced tonight, 6 o'clock late. Good evening. I'm Tracy Madden. And I'm John Nicely. The couple lives in Nebraska but was legally married in Kansas last year. The groom, 22 at the time, his pregnant girlfriend, only 14. The honeymoon, short-lived. Nebraska's attorney general caught wind of the case and sexual assault charges followed. Six months later, it is sentencing day. Brian New was in the courtroom. It continues our coverage live, and it was an emotional day, Brian. John, both Matthew Coso and his wife, Crystal, cried throughout the sentencing. Coso wept so loudly at times, it was hard to hear the judge speak. He was sentenced to up to 30 months in jail on a charge of sexual assault, a charge to which he pleaded guilty. With good behavior, he could be out in nine months. As they waited for the judge, Matthew Coso, his attorney, and his underage wife, Crystal, hoped for the judge to sentence Matthew to probation with no jail time. Seems to me like the reasonable term of probation would be, go home and love your wife and child. But the judge says he could not give Coso probation because he says Coso clearly showed disrespect to the law by continually having sex with his underage wife. Matt gets penalized for being as open and honest as he is. Moments after the judge's ruling, Coso collapsed. An ambulance rushed to the courthouse. Coso was treated at the scene. His wife, Crystal, holding their baby, declined to comment as she left the courthouse. The couple was legally married with parental consent in Kansas. But throughout the proceedings, the Nebraska Attorney General made it clear the law is different in Nebraska. It's a crime for an adult to have sex with a child 15 years old or younger. I'm not going to stand by while a grown man of age 22 has a relationship with a 13-year-old, now 14. In court, the judge concurred, telling Matthew Coso marriage in another state cannot cover up his crime. I asked Coso's attorney if he thought the couple would stay together. He answered, quote, I certainly hope so. I hope this makes him stronger. Again, with good behavior, Matthew could be out in nine months. Even so, his wife, Crystal, would still be underage in Nebraska. But what about Coso, Brian? Does the judge consider him a danger to society or a pedophile? No. In fact, he made the point to say that he did not think of Coso as a pedophile. The judge did say he believes Coso is socially immature and that Coso did break the law. All right, thanks, Brian. Brian New reporting live. And wrapping up tonight's 6 o'clock lead, state of Kansas may revise its marriage law, the one that Attorney General uh, Bruning called ridiculous. The uh, bill before the Kansas legislature would ban marriage for anyone 15 and under. Bruning's decision to prosecute COSO made headlines nationwide. Additionally, similar prosecutions may be coming. Months ago, Bruning said he would be checking state birth records looking for adult men who have fathered children with girls 15 and younger. Statistics from the state show at least 90 cases in Nebraska between 2000 and 2004. Jesus Christ. That guy is a pedophile. Welcome back into the hideout. You, you don't look at him as a pedophile. Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888 That's uh, W-O... W-T. And that's uh, out of Nebraska... So, the story is it's a 22-year-old guy, I guess, marries a 14-year-old, gets in trouble, and then they say, all right, you know, we're not going to do anything to you because you married, because then he ended up, no, he had sex with her, then ended up marrying her, which made it okay, so he didn't go to jail, but then he continued to have sex with her, 
which I then is what the judge is like, all right, we told you to stay away from her until she was legal. Uh, you didn't, and now you're going to jail. And he cried. Apparently, and you heard the, the reason they don't consider him a pedophile for some reason, it sounds to me like he may be special. Oh. Because the the judge said he considered him socially immature. Now, the reason this is funny to me, uh, more than anything else, because you know where I stand on this before, other civilizations, other societies have it, even early on in American society, uh, there were marriages between teenagers and either teenagers or people in their 20s or even older. For some reason now in America, it's okay, you can't be with anyone under the age of 16, 17, for whatever reason, we've deemed it. Although it's happened throughout the history of humanity. All right, but that's the, it's here now. Those are the rules we're playing with in America. What's funny to me about this, Dubs, and I didn't want you to look at the picture. Okay. But pull out the picture that I printed out for you. And, uh, this guy is in court to be sentenced. Look at his tie. <laughs> what is that? It's a NASCAR top. <laughs> uh, rolling with area, every stereotype in the book. And look at the girl. The girl looks... At least get a hot 13-year-old. She's a fat, pudgy 15-year-old. Well, they have like a Kathy Bates. They have a kid. And he's got a NASCAR tie on. That's what was the funniest thing Now, I did. we did have a... Uh, a uh, couple get married in uh, Fowlerville that was 14. Both of them were 14. They had to go to some other state to go get married. They both worked at the mobile station together. Where you worked it with Big yeah. Cheese Pizza? Yeah. Look at her. She doesn't even look close to... Here's what's sad. She still looks young, but also looks like an old mother already yeah. at the age of 15. <laughs> like, here's... A, like her body, there is nothing. It just looks like she's just like a Do. Dump, like a dumpling. Yeah, she's the third comedy dumpling. <laughs> she just has that Midwest Yummy soccer gravy. mom look. You know, she could be Sid's little sister. Sid a, little sister. That's a very good. Uh, but this guy observation there has a haircut. It's not a buzz. There's, there's something very odd going on with his forehead. It's a bit. It's the roundest. Top of the head I've ever seen. Isn't that the same haircut Zeppelin has? It's like a fishbowl or something. Yeah, but like, like, look how small and skinny the bottom of his face is, and then it comes to a big light round bulb. top. He's got a light bulb. Yes. Head. Does. All right, here, just to say hi, one of the participants from the Negro Nation, Black Albert, welcome oh my, to the high. Sh- shut hey, up. what's going on, guys? I heard my name, so I had to call in. Uh, Black Albert, listening on RealRadio.fm up in uh, up in DC. Uh, how are you, my friend? Doing all right. Uh, is Matt still a virgin? Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, at least I made some headway on that. Like, how, I got a little something, something. What'd you get? He got some moral. Uh, he, he talked about it on a hideout. Would you say something, that. something, which totally <laughs> negates it? I, hey, d- Still more than you, Matt. Uh, is your eye still lazy, you dark bastard? All right, thank you, Black Albert. Appreciate it. Good talking to you, buddy. Iguana eyes. 
There are pictures of him also on the website. And he's, uh. He's looking at both sides of the screen around the picture. And also, too, it's also on, uh, he's on hideoutheretics.net. He's one of the posters on there. He's the lump of coal. That's what he is. All right, Erica in St. Augustine, you're in the hideout. What's going on, Erica? This guy, he's he's 22 years old, but Mm -hmm. mentally, is he really 22 years old? It doesn't seem it. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's got a NASCAR tie. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. At court, of all places. Yes. I mean, I can, I on can... sentencing day on court. And here's the problem. The rest of his suit is is actually pretty nice. Yeah, it's a decent suit. But he decided to break out the NASCAR tie. Let's not judge. We don't know what driver it is. All right? I think it's just <laughs> the right. sport overall. No. Like if I were to wear an NFL or NBA tie. Okay, too. if it's Carl Edwards, he's kind of a happy driver. <laughs> That's not the guy you go with. But if it's Tony Stewart, he's kind of intimidating. It's really... Uh, uh, no. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate yeah, it. Come, come on, guys. This is farmland out there. I mean, what did they probably only have 14-year-old girls. Now, that is what true. What are you going to do? you gotta find, you got to see the picture of this trick. I think you can see it on FARC. But it's farmland. You know you don't pick them too ripe. <laughs> if anything, they should know that. Hey, you know, you know, you don't go for the white kernels. You wait for them to get you a little yellow. That's what Dubs grew up with in Fallerville. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let me see here. Right, is this Heretic TL? All right, what's going on, TL? Hey man, I'm kind of depressed, guys. You know, uh, found out today that one of my favorite people on this planet recently passed away. Who's that? You know. Uh, she was quite a character, you know, and, uh, you know, one of my favorite characters, I could say. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. Jada, you haven't seen Lost yet, have you? Oh, you... <laughs> you... Oh, you oh, shut it! I, I, I had no idea. I swear to Christ, I had no idea. You, you bastard. I hear, I'm going to rip out your vocal cords when I see you. Look and see what it says. News oh, on the passing of a close friend. Oh, my God. Thank you, T.L. Denzel Washington wannabe. I will kick your ass next time I see you. I had no idea. I swear to Christ. Gibbs put it up. It was, uh, has news in the passing of a friend. What is it? It's my fault? Yes. He he was clever. That You're was clever. You're supposed to uh, protect me. It was TL. It was TL. I put him up. You usually call him T.O. Like, <laughs> like he's a new friend. I see. I owed him one. I owed him one. I owe him. I. Uh, he didn't say who, though. It doesn't matter. Okay. He's tainted it. Now I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, man. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I just didn't know. Dubs is living. Same list is not happy right now. Same list. <laughs> no, worse. He's worse than not happy. No, I love TL. TL's a lot as far as I'm concerned. Next time I see him in person, I hope he doesn't talk to me. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> He's one of my favorite heretics. One time he opens his stupid mouth, it's the spoil loss. He's your favorite heretic, yet he's watching TV during the show. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but, you know, all right, that's fine. He can't give, he watches, uh, he listens for 19 out of the 20 hours of the week. I'm okay with that. He waited right at 10, too. Right at 10. <laughs> it was actually called at 956. <laughs> 
Al's off the Al I'm trying to think of what I can ruin for him now. Maybe his hands, <laughs> walking ability, knees, natural teeth. It's the hideout. To bear children. It's the hideout. Or Real Radio bottom. 104.1. Wednesday night in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Al Hefe and J Dubs. Along with third Mike and Ryder, Matt Albert, a couple of the heretics, special ones here right now. And uh, Lester Big Hands and Zeppelin. 407 And Star 1041 in your singular wireless phones. Got this um, nameless who runs uh, hideoutheretics.net. Has the meaning of the Negro Nation up on the site under images and media. Oh, nice. So you can hear the debates between Matt Albert, Mantan, Black Albert, who just called, and the eventual winner, Blackness. Black Albert, definitely. Was so Crap that, the bet on that one so bad. It was so incredibly He was the butt of so many jokes. He actually made it good uh, just by being there. All right, it's time for What's on the Web. Every Wednesday at 10 o'clock, we take a look. Uh, Matt Albert and Tommy Bateman scour the Internet. They find the good stuff. They share it with you here in the hideout, and there are links on the uh, web page, the hideout page, on realradio.fm. What's on the web, Tommy Bateman? I don't know. I'm all distracted and everything. Swami Licious is asking me if I want more lost spoilers, and other people are IMing me and emailing me. Turn it all off. Uh, no, I don't want it. Leave me alone. Uh, hold on a second. How could she uh, type through all the ham? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> just covering her keyboard. <laughs> the open door is sponsored by Taco Bell. Uh, open late, eat great. And because we're not having an open door this Friday or next Friday because the live broadcast is Friday at premiere and the live broadcast in Melbourne, we are still going to have the uh, the food and the coupons and the vouchers at the live broadcast along with the fourth edition of the Hideout T-shirts with the uh, flag and be somebody on the back. So there's going to be all kinds of goodies for you guys at these live gigs. And, of course, tomorrow night I'm at Patty McGee's on Aloma Avenue in Winter Park for uh, my last day of being 27 years old. All right, Tommy, what's on the web? I'm all thrown off now. This uh, this one Dubs has seen the club, too. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there's this... Kid who just starts screaming at video games. He's, he's yeah, I doing, believe he's playing Halo. And he's just he's getting his ass kicked, and he starts throwing stuff, and he's cursing and slamming everything down. It's like how I'm acting now that people keep sending me lost spoilers the, back the, here. The reason it made me laugh so hard was uh, that uh, it, I remember playing like RBI baseball and everything, and when the guy wouldn't run fast enough, and you're sliding into the base, and for some reason the ball's like just going right over your head and you can't get safe, I would always throw my controller and get all pissed off. Speaking of that, just the old school video games, uh, in baseball specifically, didn't you hate it that they, it was supposed to be Major League Baseball, and they couldn't throw the ball in the air from shortstop to first mm-hmm. base or third base to first base? That would make me so mad. I'm like, what is this? They're supposed to be in the pros. You can't throw it over in time? And they were so slow. Yeah, and the, the base runners were the, just the slowest part that would just get you so pissed because you know it wouldn't take, if you were just watching that on like a, because it was basically a blimp view. If you're watching on a blimp view, it wouldn't take that long for the guy to get around. And also, that's why Baseball Stars was my favorite Nintendo game because it was finally one of the games where at least some of the players could throw it all the way to the first base. Well, it wasn't just that the base runners were so slow, but the fielders were so fast. You know, they could just outrun you so instantly. Yeah, or, that too. Or like, you know, you'd... You couldn't uh, really catch the ball. You'd have to uh, 
chase it down into the corner mm-hmm. and grab it there. All right, so uh, this is a kid yelling about video games. He's yelling at the video game. What? Oh, so what? <laughs> you, you. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> what? No! You stole my killer. <laughs> no! <laughs> this. Oh! Yeah! Double, triple, no! Up! Oh! You. And there he And there I, I believe this is called Kreutzanger. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can hear him throwing down his controller. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think he's wearing one of those headsets where he can talk to people. That's, yeah. He's yelling at those people while yeah. he's doing it. You there's, know? there's this another clip coming up of him yelling back and forth. That's actually one of those things, too. I did it just the other day when I was playing NBA Live uh, 06, and something happened. I literally turned around and started punching my bed. I was oh. so mad. He actually starts to do that later in the clip. Oh, damn it! Sorry! Oh, 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 check your face, mother... (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, and then this one here is where you can actually hear the other person talking a little bit, and it's just the funniest exchange I think I've ever heard. Shut the f*** up, you suck. You scream every time you die, you bitch. Shut the f*** <laughs> up, All right, hold on. All right, just in the, in the, the complete nerd, you scream every time you die, you bitch. Like it's, uh... You dumb little bitch. <laughs> like, it's, like he's playing with Napoleon. <laughs> or no, Kip. Like he's playing with Kip. Shut the f*** up, you suck. You, you scream every time you die, you bitch. Shut the f*** up, fag. <laughs> Why don't you scream some more, bitch? <laughs> 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 it's Levy. Levy? Is he? Shut up! What the f***? Get out. Double kill! Triple kill! Triple! Oh, f*** you! Turn your back, turn your back, turn your back. about this clip if you go online and watch it it's 15 minutes long of just this. <laughs> is this on the links page on the hideout page on radio.fm yeah it is at the bottom i actually bookmarked it on um, on my uh my, my web uh, at home all right brat screaming at his video game there it is oh that is so funny you know that that's his life that's all he lives for how old it, do you think he is uh 16, 16? and yeah. his door's open while this is going on 
and you, he's right next to his door. Well, who's filming it? It's just a someone like either was standing there. No, it was actually just kind of sitting on like yeah, a table like, or something behind him. It never moves. I, you think I, it's just a webcam or something that he has? No, I, it was a regular camera. I think someone may have just set it up because they knew he went yeah, that berserk. That he was an ass. And they just set it up, and he didn't know it was running. Yeah, big hands. That sounds just like Jimmy Jam when I was giving it to him at the Madden uh, I, it, tournament. It is funny because Jimmy Jam was ready to go off like that at the Madden tournament. <laughs> he came real close to getting his ass whipped, too. Uh, Pig Knuckles in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Yeah, I was just wondering if Bateman filmed that at their apartment with Chunks, because this sounds exactly like Chunks. That is true, and Chunks is yelling and going insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. All right, what else is on the web? Tommy Bateman on our uh, hideout page on realradio.fm under links. Jackverschuck.com. It's uh, who's going to win and who's better, Jack Bauer from the TV show 24 or Chuck Norris? Chuck, of course. (laughs) Chuck. No way. way. Chuck Chuck is kind of a little gay, if you ask me. All right, well, Jack's, a, Jack's a wad. Look, okay, first name, Jack Jonathan Bauer. Uh, Carlos Way, Chuck Norris Jr. Current location of Jack Bauer, no one knows. Current location of Chuck, right behind you. <laughs> Hair color of Jack Bauer depends on how much blood he has shed on any given day. Who cares about hair color? I have eye color. Blue color. Blue with specks of insanity. <laughs> now, is Jack... A lot of people wonder if Jack Bauer is right or left-handed. Jack Bauer's hands are lethal weapons and are not limited to any preference. Chuck does not use hands. He likes to use his feet in every situation. Even bed? Yeah. That's kind of uh, freaky. He's like a monkey. What the hell's going on? <laughs> well, I have some f- more facts about Jack Bauer. I would... Oh, do you? Oh, really? Jack Bauer doesn't use Viagra. Viagra uses Jack Bauer. <laughs> Christopher Reeve owed Chuck Norris $10. Chuck Norris got even the score. <laughs> so. This would be great if Matt could read. I know. <laughs> we should probably hand this off to Gibbs or somebody. As a kid on Halloween, Jack Bauer was given pennies instead of candy by a neighbor. That neighbor... Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> God owes Chuck Norris several free. And you, and you had the goal, and you had the goal to yell at me or laugh at me when I said amination. And I misspoke once. Yes, I am. Two days ago. Get over it. Because I knew at some point you would uh, have to read and screw everything up. What was that you were trying to say there, Matt? God owes Chuck Norris several fools. <laughs> favors. You stink. I know I do. Just say flavors. I know that's what you got on your mind. 31 flavors. Baskin Robbins, oh you tubby God. bastard. It's a hideout. Real, ra- suck. Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> 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 uh, job, Gibbs. Very good. Actually, has a little bit of musical talent over there. Yeah. Come on, the musical talent was all at my end. Yeah, that was... Where are uh, all the girls? Yeah, which end? Tomorrow, Patty McGee's, join me. Hideout happy hour, 7 or 9. Last day of being 27 to uh, come out. Dollar domestic drafts, dollar shooters, 
Prizes every 20 minutes. Patty McGee's 2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park behind the Mellow Mushroom. All right, top 20 all-time television or uh, cartoon characters, Dubs. Yes. You got uh, you got any guesses? Um, well, Mickey has to be on there. Mickey Mouse, number 11 in the top 20. Grape Ape? No Grape Ape. What? <laughs> what are you looking at me for, Lester? Lester got a little, uh... uh yeah, Zeppelin, you got a guess? Huckleberry Hound. No Huckleberry Hound in the top 20. I got to say, though, this list to me is the best list there is. As far as a lot of times these things are crap, I think this one's perfect. Bong Swat Matt, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. By the way, thank you to Bong Swat, who hooked us up not only with Patty McGee's, but also the Metro out in Melbourne where we're doing the 17th stunts in the 17th. Good heretic. Uh, what you got, Bong Swat? Uh, I just had a little guess on the top 20. Uh-huh. How about Marvin the Martian? You know, Marvin the Martian was a great one. Not in this top 20, though. How about the Great Gazoo? No, not him either. <laughs> Thank you, Bong Swat. And hopefully... I'll see you tomorrow, man. All right, brother. Dolly Domestic drops over at uh, Patty McGee's. <laughs> Matt Albert? Any Thundercats? You no. Don't, you don't remember their names? How about uh, Cartman? Cartman, number four. Really? Yep. Wow. Now, this is the, this is the reason that I love this list so much. It inclu- It's, like, completely up to date as far as I'm concerned. Except, well, I'm not even going to say except. Uh... Mike and Pine Hills, you're next up in the hideout on Raw Radio. What do you What do you think, Mike? Porky the pig. Porky. No Porky the pig. <laughs> Zeppelin. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo number fifteen at the top. Only ways with Scrappy. Oh please. Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin number fourteen. They have, they have Cartman over Peter Griffin. Oh, it's yeah. There's no question. That's that South Park is not only a better show than Family Guy, uh, definitely, but uh, that Cartman no. yes, is a no. better television character. I dare say Cartman probably needs to be number one. Let's not start this argument. What Family Family Guy, Guy over South Park any day? No, any no. day. My South, Park, South Park is smarter, not. funnier. You can't. You, most people can't even get the references. On Family Guy. Ah, but then that means it's not good comedy. And it, it, no, it's not. Dennis Miller type comedy. Smart people. And get it's it. not even that. It's because it's callbacks to 1983. Uh, Which I get. <laughs> television shows like Alice. Which I get, McKenzie. But does. Oh, but uh, South Park is intelligent entertainment a lot of times. It, it deals it, with current event issues. It taught me to hate, you know, hippies. <laughs> I got that. And also, I like that uh, episode when they were yelling at O.J., Gary Condit, and uh, Ramsey. In fact, in 34 minutes, I will be uh, in my apartment watching South Park on Channel 27. That's what I do. And crying. Because <laughs> that's just what you do. Let's go to Captain Say Page. emanation, emanation over and over. Uh, <laughs> right, you know what? You know <laughs> It's not you. I don't even. All right, why don't you try to get the joke out, you fat bastard, tripping over your tongue? Uh-huh. <laughs> Captain Dave, what do you got? Oh, hi there, hideouts. Captain Dave, how you doing? All right, buddy, what do you have, my friend? What All you right, got? Well, I was going to say Daffy Duck, but I got, I'm leaning towards Homer Simpson now. 
Homer Simpson is on this list. He is number two of the all-time characters, and Daffy Duck was not Again, on the list. I better show the family guy. Thank you, Hush Captain. your tongue. Hush Simpsons your tongue. Is better than I, was, I will say, for two years, it was better in Simpsons, like, mid-90s when it was good. Uh, even today. No. So it's South Park, Simpsons, and then... Uh, I'll put Family Guy and then Beavis I'll put, and I Honestly, I put the Boondocks and then, uh, and then Family Guy. So the Simpsons today has just turned into cameos from American Idol... And just random arth authors. It's not really funny anymore. That's what Family Guy is. They don't have people. They put Carrot Top on there for God's sakes. Yeah, but they make fun of Carrot Top or they blow him up or something. They make a reference to him. They don't actually have the actual. Oh, guy. I was wrong, by the way. Donald Duck is on here. He's number ten. My bad. What about Daffy? Oh wait, no. All right, Daffy was the one he said, right? Yeah. All right, Donald is number ten. Daffy not on there. Uh, um, Frank in Orlando. We got Frank. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. How about the Roadrunner? Roadrunner. Ooh, the Roadrunner was a good one. He didn't make the top twenty. Did Wiley? Uh, and neither did Wiley. And I think the two of them was a combo. They were both great. I got a guess. How about uh, Mr. Magoo? I love Mr. Magoo. I'll, I'll give that to you. No, I hated those cartoons. No, Mr. Magoo. All right, here. Uh, people aren't getting these. Uh, here, well, actually, Brian in Orlando has one. Brian, what do you got? Uh, I got Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson, number six. All right, uh, Daffy Duck is on here, number five. My yeah. bad. All right, there you go. Bart Simpson, number six. I kept going over and kept missing it. How about Beavis and Butthead? 20. They made the top 20. Nice. All right, you know what? I need to re uh, reorder my list. South Park. Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, Boondocks, then Family Guy. Family Guy's a funny show. I'm not going to Yeah, it's away. funny, but it's not in the same realm as South Park. Who's seen Boondocks? Like five people have. It's great, though, and that's the problem. That was the problem with Family Guy originally, and then it went out on DVD, and then people came back. Look, I would definitely say even uh, Drawn Together better than uh, Family Guy. <laughs> All right, here, let me redo my list. South Park. <laughs> Sacrilege. Simpsons. Drawn Together is great. Beavis and Butthead, Boondocks, Drawn Together, Family Guy. Zeppelin. What about King of the Hill? Oh, uh, I got to redo my list. Oh, no. I Seriously. I got to redo my list. Are you going to mention the PJs next? <laughs> All right. South Park, Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, Boondocks, uh, drawn together, then uh, Family Guy. How about uh, uh, Futurama? No. Nah. I'm putting Futurama ahead of... Redo the list. All right, here we go. <laughs> South Park. You are just trying to get me back for Simpsons. Messing up several favors. Beavis and Buttheads. King of the Hill. Blasphemous. Boondocks. Futurama. What else do we Drawn together. Drawn together. Family Guy. See, King of the Hill is a very good, not over-the-top comedy, but it's really not a true cartoon, like, Why? drawn together. No, I mean, sure, it's it drawn, is. but it's not like a, it's a real sitcom. cartoon. It's essentially a sitcom. 
Still not as good. You need to reduce, redo the list again. What about Ren and Stempe? Eh, uh, Ren and Stimpy. I love Ren and Stimpy. I put Ren and They don't live up. I didn't really watch it all that much. I put it after Family Guy. Well, no, I'll buy put it some, buy, buy some rubber nipples? Uh-huh. Michelle and Castleberry. What do you got, Michelle? Hi, I've got a five-year-old, so I know just about all of the, like, kid cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything from Strawberry Shortcake to mm-hmm. Dora the Explorer, Pinky and the Brain. You're an idiot. Uh, like the Pinky Rock and the Brain were good. Life, Winnie the oh, Pooh. The yeah, I, I like all those, but they did not make the top 20 of the all-time like Strawberry list. Shortcake? I don't think way. Dora the Explorer is a cartoon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Isn't it that is. the one where you're supposed to, like, sing along with her? No, but all the kids shows you sing along with. She's yeah, a little Polynesian chick. Spanish. Yeah, like yeah. if you watch yeah. Looney Tunes, they're not asking you to help them cross the bridge by using your singing voice. So, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Is uh, SpongeBob on there? SpongeBob not on here. Patrick? Crappy show. By the way, some of the others. Bobby Hill came in at number 18. Ren and Stimpy, 17. Hey, Punch. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle were on here. Number 8. My apologies. Let's go to uh, Tiffany, ladies first in the hideout. What do you got, Tiffany? Um, uh, is Tweety on the list? Tweety Bird. Tweety is a favorite. Chicks dig them, or it, or Fat whatever chicks. it was. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and their T-shirt. N- not in the top 20. Sorry, Tiffany. Thank you, cutie. Um, all right, here. Let me run down the list for Okay. You. 20 to 1. 20, Beavis and Butthead. 19, Fritz the Cat. Who? I think Felix or Fritz? Fritz? It says Fritz. What's Fritz? Wasn't he a wasn't he a red cat? I thought that was a porno cat. All right. I, I thought know. he was black and white. Yeah. yeah. Sylvester. No. No, no, it's a different one. Now, Fritz a cat. It was a porno cat, I think. Hmm. All right. Number eighteen, Bobby Hill. Is that the cat that uh, Arnold and his friend saw in the porno in that bike shop when that guy was trying to seduce him on different strokes? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yes, I know too much. Uh, That's an odd reference yeah. right there. I think I know what my next TV trivia question Was he is. hiding from the gooch? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why do I know that? 18, <laughs> 18 Bobby Hill, 17, Ren and Stimpy, 16, Fat Albert, 15, Scooby-Doo, 14, Peter Griffin, 13, Elmer Fudd, 12, Montgomery Burns, 11, Mickey Mouse, 10, Donald Duck, Nine, Stewie Griffin. Eight, which, by the way, I think Stewie is funny. Uh, not as funny, though, as Cartman. Whatever. Uh, eight, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Seven, Tom and Jerry. Completely agree with Tom and Jerry. Mm. Um, six, Bart Simpson. Five, Daffy Duck. Four, Cartman. Three, Fred Flintstone. Mm-hmm. Two, Homer Simpson. Nightmare Dave, what's number one? You have Bugs it. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, the number one all-time. Racist cartoon. <laughs> now, yeah. Thank you, Nightmare Dave. Appreciate it, my friend. Good to hear from you. Take a break. We'll come back. We'll tie in the racism. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping it up here on a Wednesday night in the Hideout. Man, I've been having a blast. Good stuff. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's why it's the funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. And what's, what's different about tonight that makes you have a blast? No chunks. Yeah. Woo. A weight has been lifted off of the hideout. No shaking every commercial break. A flabby weight. He works hard, but, yeah, it's good to get a break from him. No lice. <laughs> By the way, if you go to the hideout page on RealRadio.fm, Tommy, i got to give you kudos, dude. It's really coming together. Um, everything from the open door sponsor for Taco Bell. Tomorrow, you see, you even have a link so you can Google um, how to get to uh, the Patty McGee's 
for tomorrow night's happy hour with me. And then the live broadcast, there's also a Google map for that as well. The stunts, the games, the t-shirts, the uh, everything over at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet. Website's looking good, Tommy Bateman. Hideout page on realradio.fm. All right, Dubs, we were talking uh, about the top TV mm-hmm. characters. Number one, or uh, cartoon characters, according to Bullseye. Number one was Bugs Bunny. And then you found uh, what? I found uh, some racist moments in cartoon history. Uh, it was linked off Rotten.com. Uh, I'm sure if you go through that website, you can find it. Uh, the top one was Bugs Bunny and one of his foes, the Jungle Bunny, complete with a spear. It's uh, the top picture right there. So if right they there. go to Rotten.com, they can see this? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're right. Chicken at, bone through the nose by Nope, not in that one. Not in this one. <laughs> Alright, it was it was Jungle Bunny. Let Matt take a look at that. With a spear. Alright, now I'd also like to bring up as I'm looking at the sheet, uh Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, Speedy yes. Gonzalez is in there. And we've talked about this before on the air, but now that I actually see the photos to confirm it and I just recall, like I almost recall the episodes. Oh, yeah. They still play the Speedy Gonzalez episodes, too. Yeah, and it wasn't just Speedy. It was, you know, his cousin Slowpoke. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, they also had the Mexican crows that were always sleeping on the job. Yep. On the job? Yeah. What like a it job. Been... <laughs> what? What job? They were always doing something, and they always fell asleep during like it. Like, they were, like, work. They'd always be, like, sleeping by a tractor or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, what else was on here, Doug? Now, there's another one of Bugs Bunny, uh... Dressing authentically African tribal with uh, the uh, the neck rings and the plates in the lip. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my goodness. That's the, the one right there. This actually has uh, frames of him actually putting the rings on and the plates in his lip. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, here you go, Matt. You can look at mine and then give me back mine. If Zeppelin will give it back to Dubs. Again, I guess it's a link on Rotten.com. Yeah. Cause we, yeah, these photos are uh, disturbing. <laughs> now they get really good. Or bad. Well, you know. Uh, Donald Duck so. as a Nazi. Actually giving the Sig Heil. And uh, there, there's one I didn't uh, uh, include in this, but if you go to Rotten.com, you can see the picture of it. Uh, him actually ri- reading on Mein Kampf. Oh I, I I vaguely remember this, but why was he doing it? Do you know why? I don't really know the storyline of the. Uh, I, I one of the frames said uh, uh, Hitler's children, uh, and it was a Donald Duck one. Look at him; he's a pure white duck. Yes, he is. I mean, how Aryan can you get? All right, wow! And Donald Duck was what number ten on the all-time cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there uh, there was another uh, Donald Duck cartoon where he battles a Japanese man. Oh, who hasn't done that? And they always do the uh, the stereotypical <laughs> big teeth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the big round glasses, circle the circle glasses. Yep, here's actually the picture of that and the uh, the guy holding the gun. I'm getting holding worried. a calculator. I'm getting worried though that the Nazi one was an anti-war thing. Still, 
having uh, one of the cartoon character icons oh as a God. Nazi. All right, this next one. I'm looking at the next one. Yeah. I, I'm offended. Yeah, the next one is Bugs Bunny in blackface. He's probably singing Mammy. Now, <laughs> when he was in blackface, uh, if you remember the movie Bamboozled, yeah. uh, at the end they rolled clips of different... Uh, uh, cartoons and everything. I need to own that on DVD. I can't believe I didn't go get that when we were over at Movie Stop. I have it on VHS, but I have it on DVD. Mm. Um, Spike Lee tried to get this clip, and they wouldn't let go of it. They wouldn't allow him to use it. Why? <laughs> I wonder. Mm. All right, there I know pe- people face. keep asking me what Bad I want one. for my birthday. If you can give me Bamboozle on DVD, that would be sweet. Mm. And then the final one is... Uh, Another Nazi one with actually uh, Bugs Bunny with the Hitler mustache on, uh, taking the pants off of a of a of a Nazi like general it looks like. And the, the kicker about it, it has the com uh, the uh, Cartoon Network logo in the bottom corner, so which means it's, it's still being played in some form or fashion. Yeah, I know we talked before about uh, the racist cartoons. Yeah, but it, it, it's a lot different when you actually see the pictures of it, because you recall some of the stuff, but you really don't get the full effect until you see the pictures of it, and you wonder, what the hell was I watching? All right, then you can tie this into the whole, um, you know, what's going on now with the cartoons over and the protesting, mm-hmm. and how, how much, I guess, power cartoons really do have. With people dying over uh, overseas in the Middle East in the protests, I got a very interesting story I want to share with you about those protests. Next, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Out of time on a Wednesday. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I said we were going to do something other than the uh, I heard it first in the Hideout, and I completely forgot what it was. I said we were going to do something, and then also do Heard It First in the Hideout. You had a story about how cartoons or something? Or? Oh, the protests. All right, real fast, mm. let me share this with you. Let me see if I can find it. Um, basically, all right, so you've seen the protests going on over the Danish and the cartoon. Uh, and I'm the, starving. Well, and, the, uh, and the Muslims over Muhammad being drawn with the time bomb. I found this interesting... So there's a guy in the Gaza Strip who saw this, and his first thought was, hey, people will need flags to burn. So he ordered a hundred hard-to-find Danish and Norwegian flags for his Gaza City uh, shop and has been making trades. He goes, I don't take political stands. This is about business. I agree. And so he literally he sells the flags for eleven dollars a piece, which he acknowledged might be dampening sales because I guess that's fairly expensive over there. But he says uh, many protesters prefer to save money and make the flags out of scraps and fabric. That guy has the American spirit. That's what he. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. This is a great American. I agree. I say gets, if you can make the money, make it. He gets. All right, Sources, uh, some of his flags from suppliers in Taiwan, but buys Israeli flags from a merchant in Israel, even though he sells the flags to be burned at anti-Israeli rallies. He says flag making has been a growth business for years, thanks to the orders by Palestinian militant groups for national flags and banners bearing the symbols uh, uh, of armed factions. Gas comes separate. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't give everything away. Yeah. He said last year the Palestinian Authority ordered 60,000 flags ahead of Israel's withdrawal from Gaza. I didn't know they had that many over there. Flag. Now, is this wrong? I wish we had more. God, dog, this would be a great discussion. Maybe we'll bring it up again tomorrow when we have more time. But is this wrong? And another thing to think about, too, it, to the people who say this is wrong, how is it any different from pe- making weapons? Hey, there's a war going on. We need to up the price of weapons. We need to get these weapons to them because they're fighting. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. And and these are used for protests, not exactly killing. I just thought it was... Just so funny how his first thing that comes first thing comes to his mind. These people are need flags to burn. Let's order them. I uh, heard it first in the hideout. Senate offices uh, office buildings evacuated after nerve agent alarm. Um. Wow. According to Capitol Police, so I guess you'll hear about that tomorrow. Let's see. Also, too, I guess Mariah Carey won a few awards at the Grammys. I did see that. Kanye West, I guess, won something tonight. Did some stupid bit about I wasn't expecting this, and then pulled out a big sheet that said "Thank you list." Uh, and I guess that was supposed to be funny. Oh, uh, Lester liked uh, it. Uh, uh. <laughs> and uh, scientists discovered possible ancestor of T Rex. The guy what? that works so oh, hard. Uh, no, no, <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, we were, we were all going. We were all going for the you same thing. You can't win. I was trying to remember where he worked. I wasn't going to say the place. All right, there's a lot for you guys to remember as we wrap up this show. If you missed anything, the highlights will be up. Uh, newly expanded um, podcasting. You can get it on iTunes by searching The Hideout in the uh, podcasting section of the music store or on the Hideout page on realradio.fm. That is there for you. In addition to that, do not forget tomorrow night, I won't be in studio until probably the last hour and a half of the show. Around 9.30, you'll be back. Patty McGee's Irish American Bar. It's a Hideout Happy Hour from 7 to 9. I am. Uh, it's also my last day as a 27-year-old. So come share it with me. It's a full liquor bar. Uh, dollar Domestic Drafts and Dollar Shooters. 2083 Aloma Avenue, Winter Park, behind the Mellow Mushroom. Again, 7 to 9, I'll be doing call-ins, prizes every 20 minutes. Google map on the hideout page on realradio.fm. Congratulations for making it past the curse here to make it to 28. No, I have yeah. 20. Congratulations. I, have, I still have about 24, 30 hours. Um, also, too, Premier Adult Factory Outlet this Friday. Uh, 1509 South, uh, South Orange Blossom Trail, just south of Holden for the Hideout Supermarket Sweep. Uh, brand new Hideout T-shirts, fourth edition with the Hideout flag on the front. And uh, all the prizes and all that kind of fun stuff. And then again, the 17th, we're bringing the Hideout to Melbourne. The Hideout bringing Real Radio to Melbourne at Metro Entertainment. 17 stunts for Tuttle on the 17th. Looking for ring girls for that. A lot to remember. All of it on the Hideout page. On realradio.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Wake up with our, uh, oh, thank you to Zeppelin and, uh, Lester Big Hands. Happy birthday, by. Zeppelin. Thank you to Deuce Chill for filling in for, uh, Chunks. Wake up with the Monsters in the morning. Shannonburg Middays, Phillips Fall in the afternoon. We're back at 7. Don't be ashamed you're entertained listening to The Hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Question authority. Stay classy, Central Florida. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. Oh. Oh. Oh.
I'm a nervous. I'm a nervous. I'm a nervous. Pack my fanny. Pack my fanny. Oh. Oh. I'll be smacking my hose. Oh. Not interested. I doubt. I, 5,000.